0: November the 16th, 2023 Thanks for tuning in to another episode of That's What G Said Podcast I'm actually recording this on Thursday But a lot of you will probably get it on Friday As we get ready to discuss Friday racing from Woodbine We've got an early Pick 5 preview for you We look at races 2 through 6 on Friday Woodbine There's a $50,000 guaranteed Pick 5 pool And you can play for just a $0.20 based wager Then we'll get into Friday and Saturday Best bets for Del Mar Barry Spears joins me We each have a couple for Friday Del Mar And then a few for Saturday Del Mar So you'll get a few plays from each of us For both Friday and Saturday We'll talk about Stable Duel a little bit And how you can use some of these horses in your Stable Duel lineups And these are great horses for pick 4s We only give out horses 5-1 to one and up So it's the no chalk zone We'll give you a bunch of horses That are 5-8-10-12-1 um, In this segment then I'll go to Saturday Woodbine. I have three best plays on the card for Saturday. There's a really good grade two on the card, so we'll take a, a shot there. A couple nice price plays for you with Saturday Woodbine. We'll finish up with this week in wrestling with Chad Cooper. Chad joins me to talk about everything going on in WWE with SmackDown, with Raw, We get to NXT and then we finish up with AEW and we preview the AEW full gear pay-per-view coming up this weekend. We talk about Dynamite as well and just the state of AEW overall positives and negatives. On this episode of That's What G Said, that is presented by full-service realtor Cindy Carava. She can help you out with buying, with selling, with leasing, anything you need in the world of real estate, check out her website. C-I-N-D-Y C-A-R-A-V-A dot com. Now, I had a lot of content this week, so on this episode, you're going to get Friday and Saturday racing, and this week in wrestling with Chad Cooper. On the next episode that I'm going to release right after this, you'll get all of the NFL Week 11 game previews with Eric, and then we also have Loki recaps, deep dive, episodes 4 through 6. Tim Kelly joins me to talk about those three episodes and how the season finished of Loki. Super positive stuff. So, All of that couldn't fit on one podcast. I had to split it up into two. So on this episode, you're going to get the racing Friday and Saturday Woodbine plays and then Friday and Saturday Del Mar with Barry. And then you'll get this week in wrestling with Chad Cooper. We get right into Friday Woodbine racing. We'll go from Friday Woodbine to Friday and Saturday Del Mar and then right into Saturday Woodbine. Kick back and enjoy. Let's talk some woodbine for Friday, November the 17th. Like always, we'll be diving into the daily racing form past performances. Thanks so much for joining us here. Hopefully, we can lead you in the right direction in a couple spots on Friday. I'm going to dive into the early pick five. It has a $50,000 guaranteed pick five pool. It starts in race number two. We will look at these races and the DRF past performances. You can actually get free all-access past performances right now when you sign up for DRF Bets. Use the promo code STAKES. And deposit $200, they'll give you an immediate $200 deposit match bonus. Boom, your $200 becomes $400. They'll stack you up with 10 formulator cards. So we'll be looking at the card for Woodbine for Friday. They'll give you 10 of these that you can use for any tracks that you want. Following that, every time you bet $50, bucks, you will get credit that you can use for the past performances for another card. So the all-access ones that I'll be looking at right here are nice because you can go back and forth from classic past performances, which are just like the paper version that you'd get of the daily racing form. You can also get a look at, uh, let's pull it full, first. Let's pull up the, uh, the, pull off this poster here. And, uh, you can get the formulator past performances, which are the ones I always use in these videos, because what's nice about these, you can click and look at the charts. You can click and look at the race replays. You can click and look at the pedigree information. You can click and look at the trainer stats, and that's just a small sample size on top of all this statistical database, race chart stuff, and then you can get the time form US past performances. You can get their race flow. You can get the pace projector. So these are very, very informative, and you get a lot here with these different style past performances. Let's get into race number two in the early pick five. I'm going to start with the five in here. Look how pretty. This one's going to drop down now to the maiden $15,000 level. I like in her last start off a couple month break, she showed improved speed that day, improved tactical speed. She was in a really good spot. She just didn't have punch. She got bet against tougher. Now she's going to drop down in class. She's going to cut back a little bit. She's got improved tactical speed, and she should be a little bit sharper here. I love the fact that Hernandez also jumps aboard. So the number five, look how pretty. Definitely in the pick five for me, I'll mention the eight. Who's the horse to beat? Mo Tough. This would be my top tier horse taking a big drop down in class, coming back to Woodbine from Gulfstream Park on October the 28th. Moved into contention, finished third that day after a slow start. I think with just a better beginning, Mo Tough could be very tough in here. So five and eight on the top tier. Others that'll be in the mix for me. Lady Eva could be versions of this race where she just gets loose in here from the outside. Maybe a horse like the two, Lady Gabriella could be pushing even the three Moe Monet. But from the outside, if they want to get real aggressive or if they can sit off, I think Lady Eva really fits. The 10 is nine to two on the morning line. The four would be another one to include lo- a logical horse who was a runner-up last time out win dropping to this level. Making that move that a couple of these horses are making gonna win, showed that massive improvement. So five-eight. Then 10-4 if you wanted to go a little bit deeper for me in race number two. The third race, I'll start with the 1-4K Force. This is just a horse who's in really nice form right now. Three consecutive good efforts, all of them showing nice tactical speed from the inside, uh, and now we'll be able to do that from the inside. And, and all three of the last races has been drawn inside in posts 1, 2, and 3 and has been forward, has been close up. Can sit off the pace a little like she showed or like he showed last time out when he was you know fourth, just two or three lengths off. He did get pushed back a little bit, and then he came on late. So has some speed, can win on the front end, can also sit and pass horses. I like that for a horse who's going to be saving ground and offering us some nice value. He'll need to improve, though. I think the horse to beat is the five bringer of rain. Extremely consistent, three times in a row where he does just come running. And I feel like he's the horse they'll have to hold off in here. The seven, Nono's little boy, also a major player, right? The two to one favorite. I actually did prefer Bringer of Rain though, of the two of them. Like Nono's little boy would not shock me at all, but I may try to uh, get out of this race with one five seven would be the other uh, obvious contender. But a lot of times it's about ticket structure. How do you want to uh, structure your ticket? And it's not always the best to use a bunch of short prices that you're not in love with. So, um, one and five all over for me. I do mention the seven for some of you who may want to play it a little different. Let's go to the fourth race. I thought this was a challenging race in, in a good way, because you have a lot of evenly matched horses. I really do think it'll come down to the trip in this race. I'm just not sure how many horses are true closers truly want to take back and can pass horses and because of that and the way i think this race shapes up with a lot of like kind of, let's start inside out first spring right like i'm not exactly even sure what this horse's running style is it hasn't had a very good couple of years and has not been in great form executive chairman will want to be close up and will want to be forwardly placed as will the three tourist dream you'll also have swath wanting to be close up and pressing it. I do think Swath is a major player though. I had him pick second with the blinkers coming on, coming into a new barn. So he will be in the mix for me. The five, I think wants to be forwardly placed and or pressing. I think you could probably say the same about the six and the seven orphan Hallie. I feel like the eight is one of the closers in here. He's been a little closer in his last few, but now with the blinkers coming off, it almost feels like they're, they're trying to get him to take back a little more. And if he can sit a trip like he did on August the 18th, when he came from way out of it, he was 6th of 7 that day, that would win this race. No doubt about it. Will they be able to take back and make that trip? Like his last two victories have been really nice off the pace. His only two victories have been really nice off the pace rallies. So can they find those tactics again in here? The four swath I mentioned, the six is Lucy's child. Very honest. Lucy's child had a good start last time out. Then a group of seven all wanted the lead. He was fourth and he got pushed back to ninth and then just badly steady. He lost a ton of ground and all momentum. I got to use him off of that bad trip and off of his prior races before that. So my top tier would be eight, four, and six. You want to go a little deeper in what's a challenging race? The nine, I have no problems with. He may be one of the quicker in here. Um, His last two races have been pretty good, and I think he fits at this level. See, the key is you can just see when he's dropped down to this level, he's shown some improvement. And then the 10, Executive Giant is a little bit more of a price horse who, yeah, the race at Fort Erie is the one that stands out where he couldn't get the victory as your favorite that day against Softer, but he could get a nice trip in here. If they go quick enough early on, he will come closing Executive Giant. So the 8, the looking for the, the closer in here is on that top tier for me, eight, four, six, then horses. If you wanted to go a little bit deeper, 10 and nine, the nine will try to be more forwardly placed in here. Um, not sure how much that's going to work out. The tens, a little bit of a price, but I wouldn't, none of them would shock me in what's a challenging race. Eight, four, six in that top tier, moving along race. Number five, we will start this, Race, it's a 10,000 non-winners of two going seven furlongs on the synthetic. I thought the five bet and win could get a, a good trip in here. This is a horse who's dropping in class, who wants to come from off the pace. I think a mile and an eighth, two starts back was just a little bit too far. He was in a tough spot last time out. And if you look at the 15,000 non-winners of two going seven furlongs back on September the 10th, something like that would be would be very very good in this race and following that he came back with a nice effort on september the 21st faced a little bit too tough and then uh didn't have the best of trips when getting some action but hernandez jumps aboard which i think shows you that this one is live the four stronger together you know again it's a type of race where you have these horses that are all one four and stronger together it's just one for 24 is a horse that's hard to trust but Cutting back from a mile and a 16th to seven furlongs after going a mile and a 16th, four races in a row, that should really get him a lot of fitness. One C to air. I feel like coming out of these five furlong and five and a half furlong races, the plan for him has to be to send from the inside. So they'll try to get aggressive with him, I think, C to air. Five, four, one, and then three, Mia and me, if you were going a little bit deeper. Just coming out of strong race after strong race after strong race where the winners are sharp, coming back to win again. So he's been facing tough company. Five, four, one, three, Mia and me. Moving to race number six to close out this pick five. Seven furlongs made in 25 claimers. And I'll start with the two. He shoots, he wins. That five and a half for a long debut race was not bad. The horse had a slow start, kind of moved into contention. It's got a little bit tired after that slow start. Came back, stretched out, tried the turf last time out. Went too far that day. Both races, the horses that he lost to have come back and will won- win their next start against winners. And now on the cutback, he should be very fit. He's drawn down toward the inside, so he shouldn't have to be wide. I think it really becomes between... Him and the inside horse for the lead. If he can out, you know, out hustle the one or just sit off the one could be getting a really nice trip in here. The four Valerian sky is a major player, three consecutive solid efforts, all of them against a little bit better. And now the drop in class, then the 10 tech wizard as a price faced a lot better, showed some tactical speed in that debut race. Last time out was in a really tough spot and just needed to get some fitness. Puts two starts together. Tech wizard on the big drop in class fits in here. 2, 4, 10 to close out the Friday early pick five sequence at Woodbine. It's a $50,000 guarantee. You can play for just a 20 cent base wager. Remember to head to drf.com for all of your needs when you need past performances or help play in the races and then head on over to DRF bets. You can get these types of past performances for free. Good luck Friday at Woodbine. What's going on, folks? Time to talk about some Del Mar racing for this weekend. Gino Bacola here alongside my good friend, Barry Spears, the sniper. We're going to talk all about Friday and Saturday. Del Mar will give you a few of our best bets, some of our thoughts. If you're someone who plays in uh, in stable dual contests, we'll give you some horses that are nice prices that you can use there. And we're going to dive into the daily racing form, past performances. Right now, DRF is offering you a really good promotion through DRF Bets. You can sign up right now, get a $200 uh, match deposit bonus, use the promo code STAKES. But the best part of this promotion, they will give you 10 free past performance cards right off the bat, all access. So you can use regular classic uh, past performances, formulator, or the time form US. And then following that, every time you bet 50 bucks, they give you credit for another past performance. That's a gripe that we all have as horse players, Barry, and uh, they're doing their best at DRF bets to give you credit through wagers that you make. So that way you can go on and, uh, and you can cash those in for past performances as uh, we get ready to talk some Delmar for this weekend. Um, I'll be honest. I thought in a lot of these races, Barry, especially on Friday – I found a lot of horses that were like maybe four to one or three ish to one that could probably beat a favorite or two, but they the fields aren't massive on Friday. So there aren't as many huge opportunities. I found a couple extra and I think it looks like you did on Saturday.
1: Yeah. You know, um, Fridays are tough because they, they don't card that many races. And for whatever reason this week, um, you know the the field sizes were were way smaller than they, they had been, but there's some there's some spots on Friday where you could cash in on something other than a favorite, and mm-hmm. definitely some opportunities on Saturday. So, you know, I'm looking forward to
0: it. We've been hitting them pretty good, doing really um, well. Yeah, at yeah, least one one or two prices each weekend from uh from us. Uh, so all it, well, one, all it takes is one man. All it takes is one, and that's why we play that this way right because you give yourself more opportunities to where you don't need to hit quite as often and that's that's what the one of the things we can always do as horse players there's a lot of stuff that's out of our control like we can't control weather we can't control sometimes biased site, race tracks we can't control trips good or bad rides we can't control a lot of things but we can control the wagers we make right and we can control making good wagers consistently right taking good shots that's one thing you can do. Any team in the league, doesn't matter your skill level, you can take good shots. You can try to not turn the ball over. Those are things that you don't have to be the best skilled player to do, right? I think as fans, when we see people turn the ball over and that kind of stuff, it gets frustrating. I, I think of it the same way as a horse player, Barry. One of the things that I can do that's in my control, I can always or as close to always make smart wagers, that's it that's really all you have control over to be honest and
1: and you know that's one of the things that that makes or breaks people you know horse betting is their betting acumen and uh you know if you think about it it's just kind of pure math you could hit three two to one shots you know six bucks each that's 18 dollars one nine to one
0: Puts equals you that, a, right.
1: Yeah. E- either equal or more. So, you know, those are the kind of things you got to think about when you're putting together tickets, when you're, you know, planning your strategy to attack the races. And the more you get into a good habit of doing that, the, the more likely you are to not reach or bet things that are out of your scope. And, and it, it helps you create, you know, kind of a, a, a zone uh, where your, your plays are probably going to be. And then that's what I try to do I mean, this is what I do Like normally Is, is sniff out these kind of longer shots And then try to p- make plays around them
0: that. 100%, that's exactly how I'm always doing it I'm And, you know, it depends on What race is what I'm looking at But for the most part I'm going to start with each card I'll go through each races And then they're like If I'm not planning on playing a pick five Or a pick six Or a connected wager at that track There's a lot of races I can eliminate right away where it's like, I'm not going to play that race. Oh yeah. You, know, you, yeah look at it, you
1: see them and there's a two to yeah. five shot or a three to five. That and, and if you don't unbeatable. feel like,
0: yeah. Or if there's only your only options are a couple of five to two shots, you know, where you feel like it's a small field and nobody's really giving you great value. It's like, yeah, I can probably pick the winner of this race, but I'd rather find another race where I'm much more excited about a five to one shot, eight to one shot, the way that we look at races. So, um, I think you start kind of training yourself to what you want to look for, even as you, as you do it more and more, you know, everybody has their own methodology in the way they play. And I love the way you pointed out last week, how you right before we looked at a race, you were talking about how you seem like at the lower levels and in dirt sprints, you do really well. Yeah. Reason you seem to find the horses where their form is going to play out really well to those races. You know, that as a horse player, you go into those races a little more confident, Boom, you get a horse that plays 30 bucks in that race.
1: Yeah, you know, the thing is, is you, you want to exploit the, the bad morning lines and make the, the correct bets in that, you know, in that zone. So that that's kind of what you want to do. And and the, the more you can do that and exploit these bad morning lines or morning lines that kind of give you an edge where you're going to mm-hmm. get an overlay, that's where you want to concentrate on because you know these days you're not going to get too many opportunities to, to no, cash in on long shots
0: tons and, of info out there right right
1: and that's that's what you got to do is try to to pick those spots so you can make some money and and you know like last week the, the horse that i gave out made my whole weekend i only exactly. i mean i i could only only hit one race and you're and hit, and you're fine up. right and and that's that's how i kind of try to plan it you know obviously it doesn't work out that way all the time, but.
0: But um, you can always plan it that way, and you exactly. can always make that wager. and some weeks you're gonna lose and and you know what? You don't lose a bunch of money because you're not playing every single race, every single sequence. You picked and choose the few spots that you like. And then the next week, you make money and you're already taken care of for those two weekends, you know right? And,
1: and I, I, this it's like I tell my wife when I win, it's
0: not by accident. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's not it's not lucky when that's the way you're you're playing, and those are the exactly. horses you're you're shooting for, right? That's who we're exactly. looking for. And we're looking for a few on Friday. Let's dive into race number four, Barry. I also thought that this was one of the like attackable races on Friday. So talk to us about this one. It's uh 25 claimers going a mile on the turf.
1: Yeah, you know, this race is really it's it's actually a lot more competitive than than the price tag on it. Mm-hmm. Um you got I some agree. really good horses in here that that are been bouncing around. They're they're kind of hard knocking types that you know coming in and out of the claiming ranks. You know, in and out of allowance races, starter allowance races. It's it's kind of a hodgepodge, and these races end up being very very tough. Um, that being said, I'm gonna go to a horse here in race four, and Unfaithful Ways. Of the I four. knew you'd be
0: here. Yep. Yeah. There's that, two horses I wanted to mention in here, and this is the one that uh. I, I think needed to be needs to be used in any any exotic wager that you're playing because you know, the, honestly, way the race can shape up.
1: I think this horse is probably going to be favored or close to it. Funny the, enough, um, and,
0: and so like in Sable Duel, that's nice because you pay for a horse that's five to one ish, right? Yeah, but I feel the same way; like this horse will get bet.
1: There's enough speed in the two and the three to get this one um a, a good trip and I, and i you know with the short field it's even going to be more pronounced that this horse is probably going to get the run of the race it's really up to him to win yep. um he's getting a weight break with the with the uh, apprentice jockey but his races uh or her races back in the summer win well, this
0: absolutely and even the race last time out at golden gate in a smaller field really wasn't a bad race. The runner up that day came back to win next time out on the synthetic at golden gate. And like when you, when you look at the way the race shapes up, like you were saying the six could also be on the lead stretching out of sprint races. The five Rose Park right, could be it? right there. and th- And that's sort of why I end up looking at this race and I give the three a chance with the four, Cause I think the three has these races that can sit and with wrist jumping aboard, I think they're going to try to be sit third, sit fourth right behind those speed horses, get to jump on unfaithful ways. These are the two horses I needed to, in this race, three and four. And I think they both may offer you a little bit of value in here, but I, I agree that the four, the four is going to get bet. And I think it's going to be close, closer to like this whole field being e- even with each other.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're gonna see uh three to one horses at three, four to one. Yep. you know, the favorite's probably gonna be about two to one ish, maybe a little, you know, nine to five you might get on the one. Yep. Um, but this is a really competitive field and it is, you know. I you I kind of wanna take a look at the board to try to feel it out, but I, Completely I think the agree. four is I think the four is not it's gonna the be trip favored. Horse. And it is gonna be the trip horse and I agree. And I think that's where, where I wanna be. And the
0: key, and I'm 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 hoping that the three You'll know early if you back the three, if this horse is caught up in the early pace, I don't think you're going to like that. But if <laughs> if the horses to the inside go or if like the two goes and the five goes and the six go and this horse can let them go and sit behind like we've seen her do July 30th, that was a really good effort. She had legitimate trouble that day, too. She was uh it was a full field attend. She was inside. She was saving ground. She had some traffic. So she got caught behind horses. She's traveling well all the way around. She moves up to third inside. She just has no room. By the time she got a seam, she's like a little bit flat. So a really nice effort that day at this level, going, you know, a mile, 25 claimers, sitting off the pace a little bit, like we think could be the trip. That exactly would be competitive. Um So it just comes down to, does she get caught up with the early lead or can riskfully get her to relax a little bit? Because I I need the four, and I think the three could be one of them uh, that's a little versatile enough to sit. But we uh, will give a shout-out to the Wolf of Oaklawn, Chase. I was on his show this week, and uh, he was mentioning Unfaithful Ways. We both talked about these two horses in this race, and uh, I think from a trip standpoint, from a price standpoint, these feel like a couple of the right horses in the right spot. So look at race four for Friday. You're also going to close things out, right? In race number eight, as am oh, ab- I. So we're absolute. back. We're right next to each other uh, again in race number eight. Let's see if we land in the same spot. Take it away, my friend. Start us off.
1: Yeah, there's there's two horses in here I like. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one, and then I'm gonna mention the other because I, I have a funny feeling that this the horse that I'm going to mention is going to come back running. Um, but I ended up on number ten, uh, yep. big coop. Yep.
0: Yep. Same thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I just think this is another one. This race sets up very well for this horse. I mean, you got the eight, the seven, uh, the six, possibly the five, uh, possibly the three. Yeah. The one has to go from that spot and then possibly the two all have speed all have speed and the 10 probably does not want any part of that. Um, although he's been close up, but he's got in, the versatility, races. right? Exactly. That's the key.
0: Like he can go in some of these races where you know, you look at Pratt, he's favored in that race. They get aggressive with him. I think in a couple races where he was just the best horse. He's so they try to keep yeah. him out of traffic. Right. And then that had worked well. So again, they showed a little speed, but I completely agree with you. Like I get to him because I, I don't want him on the lead. I want him sitting a little bit, you know, a little like he's can be off the pace. He's making a second start off of almost a two year two-year layoff. layoff. Yeah. Two-year
1: I mean, that, layoff. That's, that's something I don't endorse, but this, this, all the elements are there but, for this horse to run well.
0: But the, the positive on that is they have to have liked this horse to keep him around for what had to have been some really bad issues to be off for two years. Right. Because a lot of horses probably at this level, they could have said, "Okay, you know what? It's so difficult getting him back to the races. Let's find another career for him. But they bring him back after two years. And then honestly, while his race on paper doesn't look fantastic, it's it's actually better than it than it looks. And the speed figure was actually not far off what he was earning before he hit his best races.
1: And you know how I feel about that.
0: Exactly. Once you come back off the layoff and you get a similar speed figure. So he's the seven. Look, he has a nice start out here. He ends up not just going on with it. And so he ends up taking back a little bit. And he's sixth, like, of eight in this field. He'll end up getting, like, shuffled inside even more, right? So right here, he was pretty close early. And they decided to take back a little bit because they're flying here, right? So that was the right move. He didn't want to be right up there. Where they were but now all of a sudden It felt like for a minute he had decent Position and then now look where he Ends up being last here He went from kind of Close to back on the inside To like sixth and now He's last inside Like 10 lengths off of it
1: I think that's a combination of of a couple Of things you know the layoff He probably Mm -hmm. needed it and then the horse On the lead is absolutely flying Flying
0: And just extending. And now watch. It looks a lot worse. And then everybody
1: kind of closes the gap,
0: and then you'll see. So, right there, he wanted to go, and the horse in front of him backed up into it. Slowing down. Yeah. Right. So, that's just like sneaky trouble. Did I think he's going to win this race? No. No, he definitely wasn't even meant
1: to win this race.
0: No, but he could have been closer here. Now he tips out all the way to the outside, and he's going to like run pretty well to make up some ground. But he got outrun a little bit here. This was a fast pace, right? This is a tough race to kind of come back off the bench here where they're going a lot faster than you would have expected for a mile. Right. But and he, he still... lays on his left
1: lead, too. I mean, he, all the it's just saying, man, that horse needed that race. That's what they telling me exactly. And, and he's going to improve off of that for sure. He's had a and full this month, a great spot for it.
0: Yep, full month back, so it's not like a quick turnaround or anything like that. Plenty of time to recover. Got a couple works in from that race, and now you're ready. You can sit a little closer, maybe early, or just try to go, and then not just so you don't get parked wide, and then tuck in somewhere fourth, fifth, you know, middle of the pack. I, I like that. I, I really think it's a good spot for him. I like yeah, Leonard right. Powell a lot, too, yeah, as, a, as a barn. Very He's sharp, a very good, and a barn that doesn't get overbet, or doesn't get bet to the way that, like, the quality of their horses are. Um, so... Lots so of the, positives.
1: The other horse that I wanted to mention was the four Yo Time. Yep. I, I think that horse is going to come back running. Um, you know, the the workout pattern is very steady and long, and uh, Phil D'Amato does really good with these types. And this field isn't the greatest of all time. No. And and I think this horse they're gonna they're gonna try to place this horse right behind the speed, and I think that's a good move. Kept pretty good company before the layoff. I, I don't see why that horse can't come back running. And if you're concerned about. That one can so, win. I don't know, but.
0: Yeah, and with a horse like this, if you're concerned about, you know, speed figures, for example. And you look at his and you compare him to, like, what are some of the tops of some of the other players. With a horse like this. Look at, you know, he's been off now for nine months. Hmm. You know? And look at the time period of when he was off from the early part of his three-year-old year, year, like just having turned three to now, that's a lot of like that development period, right? When you go through a lot. So he should like speed figures wise, things change a lot from at that point to where he is now. Don't let that be a reason why you don't like him. Um, I agree with you. Like there should be some built-in upside with him. D'Amato's certainly capable of bringing him back off the bench. If you're looking for, on a card where we don't have that many prices throughout the card, if you're playing pick fours and pick fives, definitely throw a horse like this in to close out because he could end up just being in a good spot, you know, and and falling into a really nice trip if he's behind the speeds, gets to jump on some of the others. He's got talent. Now, has he grown up and is he ready to rock for this race? And And the price will be built in for that.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this race, to be honest with you, because I, I, I think the 4 is going to hang around at a price, um, and, and I definitely like the
0: 10. So if we can get a 10 four <laughs>
1: exacto, it's good ten money. Four. Let's do that
0: on Friday at Del Mar. So a couple plays for Friday at Del Mar. I think there are three different contests if you're playing Stable Duel. There's a Del Mar $30 game, a $5 game, and then a $50 winner-take-all So we can flip on over to Saturday while we do Barry, man, I feel like the next going in circles will have some fun things to talk about in the world of horse racing. It's been, uh, it's been (laughs) for a time period where there aren't like the most, we're after the breeders cup. It's usually like a quiet period. As far as racing, there's not as many, you know, big time graded stakes every single weekend right now until about, you know, Santa Anita starting and Gulfstream picking up. There's been some news in racing. We've got a commissioner, right? And we've got uh, some large wagers being made during the week.
1: so weird, man. This whole week has been weird.
0: (laughs) It has been, man. It really has. But
1: that thing yesterday with with the, uh, you know, the super effect of betting at at Monticello and places like that. I I just don't understand why. I, I mean, I'm sure we'll hear about it later. But,
0: man, strange stuff. It it was, so uh, there'll be continued stories coming out. You can always go to DRF.com for some of those stories when they they come out, and they'll uh, keep you updated on everything that's happening. But uh, going in circles, Big Mondays, and then the new website, right? You've got a lot of stuff coming out. I saw you guys do the spaces today for Churchill, just doing a little bit more here and there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, We we try to get involved, and, uh, you know, we we do a little bit of work with um, the Game of Silks with, with that crew. And it's a it's a very interesting thing how how that works. And uh, you know, it, it seems to be taking off. There's people very enthusiastic, and and the best thing about about it is there's new players, new people involved in it, um, that we weren't getting before, like brand new to the sport, brand new to everything. They just know, you know, the NFT thing. And, you know, marrying those two concepts together is such a great thing, and, and we're getting new fans. So that's that's a great thing is from where I'm sitting.
0: Always uh, give Barry a follow on social media. Loves chatting there. We just had our uh, our socials up there a second ago, so you can follow me. It's me, Gino B, and follow the sniper, the man Barry Spears at Urban Handicapper. U R B N Handicapper. Okay, Barry. We're gonna go to Saturday now. You are gonna go in race number two with the Desi Arnez seven furlong little short stakes race, and you're gonna play against. I'm assuming the big two to five favorite.
1: Absolutely. You know how I roll. Oh I, yeah. I, I don't. This is no chalk zone, which means we don't. We don't like doing that. Nope. Um, and this race is another one. The Desi Arnez is a bizarre kind of race. It's it's carded early. It's a stake race. And it's a short field only five horses so you know the the, the morning line that you see isn't probably what you're going to see at post time yep um but i do like the longest shot on the board or at least morning wine morning line wise in the three don't bring crazy yep now you got to hear me out here because you know you got horses like royal slipper who's clearly well meant didn't see anything in front of. <laughs> that race over at keeneland at all and just kind of had the run of his race and you see he's four to five but honestly i don't think that horse is going to get away with the same kind of trip I me mean, neither uh you got the five alone
0: this horse is uh, way faster than what she yes showed. yeah She's i mean be up just there. didn't
1: get out of the gate you know yeah. got bumped pretty bad was wide didn't get the run of the race um and i think they have the same style so you have that last work on November 11th for Halone that, you know, indicates that, that Bob has this one cranked. And, and as long as they get this horse out of the gate, I think they're going to be head up for the lead. Then you have Tambo who probably wants to be Close. place, And same thing with uh, nothing like you. So this is kind of like a lone closer situation. Absolutely. And that's where don't bring crazy comes in, has the chops to, to, to pick up the pieces here um off of that maiden optional claimer restricted which doesn't look good on paper um but
0: the running style that's that's this horse that's the thing with with a horse like this it's not even in those races against the maiden special eight against better it's not that she's like way overmatched it's that those races are just harder for a horse with her running style when she is facing horses that get away you know she needs she actually might get a better pace and a more contested pace in this small field than she did in three or four of those races where she was well behind and she just couldn't keep up early on. So from a trip standpoint, I thought it was a hundred percent the the three and the two absolute horses to use, because if the two can take back a little more, but from a price standpoint, I think it is the horse that you sniffed out. Don't bring crazy.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it... This horse is very, very logical when you look at it from, uh, you know, kind of mapping out the the, the race itself. Um, you know, you just got to put your faith in the fact that this horse is going to be put in the right position and able to close. I mean, you get Raspoli who's one of the top jockeys out there. Doug O'Neill knows what he's doing just a little bit. So <laughs> I, I'm OK with this. And he's,
0: and it's not that or can't get to the front, which he can do fine but he is a very good off the pace type of jockey. And that's what we've both discussed in some of the horses that we've liked him on here so far. Like you feel like he, he does a really good job, c- getting a horse to take back sitting and then pushing the button and making the right move. Um, don't bring crazy 12 to one on the morning line, a nice big price here in a small field, the Desi Arnez, you have uh, a 12 to one shot. I'll go right next door and see you a 12 to one shot, my friend, with (laughs) Classical, the number two in here. So just in a really basic way of comparing, Classical and Vegas Burner on October the 1st both ran against each other. Vegas Burner is 5 to 2. Classical is 12 to 1. Classical finished fifth in that race. Vegas Burner finished sixth in that race. They were both coming off of layoffs. In fact, classical was coming off of even a longer layoff. Classical was making his first start on the turf. So he actually has a lot more reasons to even think there's upside built in because we've seen less from him. Then on October the 27th, he just had a bad trip. You can just eliminate that race that day. He was four wide. He tried to start, go with the group. He was kind of four wide and he couldn't go on. He got shuffled back and he just couldn't come on again. It was a tough trip because they lined up all for the lead, but in this race, October 1st, he got in front of Vegas burner early and then outfinished Vegas burner. And this horse is five to two and classical is 12 to one. And now classical will make his third start off the long layoff. Many people will want to not give him as much of a shot because he looks like he got crushed last time. He got beaten by 21 lengths. But when you, when you're out of it and you just take pull up, who cares if you get beat by 50 lengths, if you come back, and you work, and then you're entered again. i, I this I, this course has shown me some ability, Barry, and I'm just sort of looking at these two, and I was comparing them over and over and over again. I think it's a really nice spot for Classical to be more forwardly placed again. He could if he can get in front of Vegas burner, get over to the rail and he's going five furlongs, cutting back in here, he could be really tough to run down. He's going to be fitter coming, uh, cutting back off of these races going longer. And I think he's the one to catch if he can get out like he did on October the 1st.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, you know, everybody's going to fall in love with, <laughs> with the one horse. And, and like you said, the two is sneaky good here. Um, especially going head up against that one. Um, this doesn't seem to be much else as far as pace no. in this race, as long as they don't.
0: Uh, it's long, even if one goes and other. sits the other right they'll both have a pretty good shot but exactly and if they do give me the horse that could be in a similar spot that's going to be five times the price
1: that's it you that's know what you gotta look for yeah
0: like if these two could get similar trips if we saw them on october 1st separated by nothing they were separated right on the wire and the two out finishes the one and then since then Vegas burner ran an okay race and classical. just got in trouble and couldn't get to the lead. Cause it was drawn more like towards the outside. It was kind of in like in between and took back. And so, yeah, I just think that the price difference is far too uh, high between these two. Give me classical at 12 to one. So Friday, we had a tougher time finding some big prices, but Saturday, we've got a couple of big ones for you right off the bat races, two and three, uh, 12 to one shots on the morning line to throw into some of your exotics as We both move to races six and seven. Let's go to the sixth race, my friend. This one is a Calbred Maiden special weight race. Six furlongs on the dirt. Who do you want to talk about in here?
1: Yeah, this is another one. It's such an interesting
0: set of races on Saturday.
1: Um, And there's prices in here, this whole card. Uh, I I actually zeroed in on one in the sixth race. I'm going to go with number one. Billy Joe Shaver. Nice. This horse, you know, you see that one race on uh, September 29th, no good. You can just put a line through it. You can watch that race. The horse did absolutely nothing. There's absolutely nothing. They, they, you know, just eased the horse and just pulled him back and, and didn't really do anything. Now you see right after that race on October 4th,
0: a couple this days horse later,
1: puts in a, a nice gatework. And I think that the connections were like, "Hey, does this horse have a problem with the gate?" And it that that squashed all of that. That one work. Then you see the steady work since leading up to this race. This horse is gonna is gonna show something, a lot more than what what uh, he showed the first time. Now, if you look at the rest of the field, it's you know they're they're not much different than that. I mean, the two whose favorite was 13 lengths back, albeit in a state bred stake,
0: but still far back. And what's, what's the kind of never won a
1: race either.
0: Yeah. And and the same horse beat him in those races. Right. And so not only was he not able to improve at all on that horse and maybe a slightly better feel like he really regressed off of that race. I I, I'm not on him either. Uh, I think this is a good horse to take a swing with too, man. You, you could see the dam was a multiple winner and was fine. Like was, was actually yeah. decent Was stakes placed. And then what she's done as far as producing, these are his siblings that are all like pretty solid. Yeah. There's a you couple know?
1: of full, full uh, brothers and sisters in there. Um, that are okay on the 12 time winner,
0: five time yeah. winner. you got another multiple winner in here. I think four out of five were winners out of the yeah. siblings. So, so like lots of winning here
1: yeah i mean this this sets up as one of those you know kind of under the radar overlays that no matter what happens this horse is probably not going to get bet very much no um you know even if we get bet a little eight to one and and they're half that or you know six, six. seven eight to one sure i'm I'm okay with that in this Me race too. you know there's only you know eight horses i'm fine with that it's, and and should get a nice trip uh, the rail can't be that much of a detriment Because the the horse ran so badly The first time you really don't know And the fact that this horse actually Was in the gate and ran a race Is okay with me yep. um, As far as it's the, fitness the level time. Right
0: yeah as far as just getting a lay of the Land right getting in the gate and realizing They had they may have had some gate issues and That that has you come right back And try to squash that Right, right? interesting jock switch too.
1: Um You know Tiago Pereira doesn't ride a whole lot for Steve Miotti, but he wins. and They They do,
0: yeah. They've teamed up well. And And, and at prices. So the one horse, another big price at 12 to 1 for Barry. I'll give you a a middle-ish price here with the seven stolen treasure, who's just been very consistent in those three races, right? Hmm. Was not far behind in any of them. But the key for me in this race is that the blinker's coming off. Because – That doesn't necessarily mean he has to come from off of the pace in here, but I think it'll just get this horse to relax a little bit more. And he seems like he gets sort of in his races, like he has a hard time settling and he kind of wants to go. There's some ability there. And he's actually showed us that he has natural speed and he can also pass horses. Now he's not far behind these horses, like stay on the fence and drama who are going to be way shorter prices than him. And now He has an equipment change to give me reason to believe that something can make him improve in here and something can make him turn the tables on them at two times the price, two and a half, three times the price as, you know, the eight and the two in here. So stolen treasure with the blinkers coming off, getting him a chance to relax a little bit more. Franco was aboard him before, so he got a feel for him now. And he's drawn towards the outside, which I like in this group. So I'm on the seven, Barry. It's again, it's not a coincidence when we attack the same races because we think these favorites are vulnerable.
1: Right, exactly. Jarama, Jira, um, you know, I, I, I've seen better horses <laughs> uh, go favored than that one. I mean, they all were facing that horse Magic Spoon, or a lot of these horses, and and that one handled that one pretty well the last time. But again, that was a maiden race. You know this is you know it's it's just so crazy how the 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 form in main race two-year-olds goes in and out i mean you can see it here with a with a couple of these horses in fact the horse that you picked is kind of that way is kind of figuring it out and i think you're right about the the blinkers off and the and the equipment change it's going to make a world of difference
0: Stolen Treasures 5 to 1 very liked the price of Billy Joe Shaver At 12 to 1 In race number 6 And then uh, we'll both move next door To a 5 for long turf sprint It's a Calbred optional 20 First level allowance race Talk to us Barry about who you like In this 5 for long turf sprint
1: Yeah I'm, I'm actually excited about this one um, If you look at this race top to bottom You see all the speed Gypsy Tears hands kind of forced Rachel's coach best running has been done on the lead you know there's two races uh this horse has won has been on the lead um geezer another one that might want to go to the lead I'm not
0: actually sure about that one um yeah he's kind of an in between I could see him sitting a little bit but he could also get caught like there are versions of the race where he's forwardly placed sure exactly uh book smart all one wants to go, you know, look at even
1: those last two races, which is going to cloud everybody's judgment um, because that horse kind of got easy leads and big figures. Right. And they're going to be gravitating to that horse like crazy. I remember that, that was on. That. The and I'm here for too. it. Yeah. Right. Me too. Um, cribbage board. Another one that, that will show speed. Got to go. Mish, probably not. Double jab, probably not. And definitely not fairly functional. So there's quite a bit of speed signed on. I ended up on number two, Gold Council. Coming off the layoff from November 6th last year, almost a little over a year layoff. That was a good race. Um not the greatest field in the world, but that was a really good race. And they stuck with this horse um, to try to get basically back to the same sort of race. Uh, What really stuck out to me was the the workout pattern the steady six to you know within six to eight days throughout uh, i think there was one that was a little bit longer than that but there's no world beaters in here None. there's no reason why this horse can't come back and win this race um you and know, from a trip it, standpoint It's get exactly the run of the, the
0: race and it was ex- what we were just talking about almost identical to another horse that we looked at where this horse debuted the end of his two-year-old season he's missed his entire three-year-old year year. a whole year of like growth development where he's a lot bigger better more mature than like what that speed figure you're looking at says so don't be thrown off by that low speed figure and say "Ah, man, this horse is going to have to improve a whole lot well yeah of course he is but he's already bigger more mature if he's here and he's ready to go and he's anything close to what we saw from a trip standpoint. That speed figure is going to be a lot better. I I had to use him in in Maltese and stuff. I think he's a first time gelding. Also, you know he could be yeah, a little, a little here. slight
1: makeover package. You know, a little LASIK LASIKs. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm I like this horse quite a bit. You know, it's just this one. This race is kind of hard to map out um, because you know some of the jockeys might. Kind of play a little coy, but I still think the pace is going to be fair and and good enough for Gold Counsel to get a great trip.
0: And I I do too. And I'm, I'm hoping the one can sit. That that would be my my hope in here because you t- you're talking about it. He could get forced because of the rail. But what w- the reason why I'm going to give him a shot specifically is he actually was able to work out the exact trip. I'm hoping from the rail on the dirt two starts back. Um, I know it's a little different going five on the turf, but dirt sprints are not always easy from the rail either, especially at Los Sal where things can get a little bit tricky there. So you have the insides a little harder to go through. So can he just sit that same sort of trip? He sat in his last two races. They were flying in his last start going down the hill. Um, just absolutely flying. And he ran really well. He finished second behind a horse named Grazed. Uh, Graze came back out of that race, and Grazed beat Open Company, and Grazed did it earning an 84 buyer speed figure. So this is a nice horse who's sharp and who's now won three in a row. So no shame in barely getting beat by that horse going six and a half. Now he gets the big cut back to five. It just comes down to trip. Can he work out the trip? Because he could, if he's sitting, we're looking for the same trip horses that can sit off the pace and not have to be dead last but can come closing in here
1: oh yeah i mean that you know with all this speed in here that's that's the move and again you know the public gravitates to those large numbers so double jab you know first time turf at the same trip is gonna take a lot of money but you know he's he's no lock here (laughs) by any means no and and there these are some tough horses he's facing and uh you know, five furlong sprints are, are not for the faint of heart either. No, So, you know, I, I'd say that double jab has to come with the A game and and may even have to improve on that figure to win this. And
0: then uh, Saturday just feels like a lot more opportunities than on Friday. I'll even give you one more as we finish up in the Carry Grant, which is a stakes race. And so my complete approach in this race is the number four or the number... Seven, the chosen Vron. Mm. Grade one winner, Bing Crosby winner, two back. He was in the Breeders' Cup sprint. This is a really nice horse. He was only eight to one in the Breeders' Cup. He was fifth in that race against nice horses. But this wasn't his plan. His plan was to run in the Breeders' Cup. Mm. I don't, they couldn't have said, we're going to run in the Breeders' Cup. And then two weeks later, we're going to run back in the carry Grant. Right? That's not When you're mapping things out for this horse, I just can't imagine that that was the plan. And he comes uh, out of the breeder. Five. <laughs> no, that, and now he comes out of the Breeders' Cup, and they probably said, you know, the race didn't take that much out of him. He didn't really pass some horses, but the horses in front of him were all nice horses. Like it, he was fifth behind Elite Power, Gunite, and Nakatomi, and you know, like quality sprinter. So it's not like he ran a bad race. But for me, when I'm looking at a horse like this, and he's going to be a way way short price, I just think he's. This wasn't the game plan for him. This wasn't Plan A. So now I'm I'm trying to beat him. The next horse in this race that a lot of people will gravitate towards is Big City Lights, who's been right, behind and
1: behind him right yeah.
0: there, and he's been really honest. But the problem with him, he hasn't run since January. January. Please. So now, if you want to take a horse against the chosen Vron, do you want to take this horse who is now going to have to come off of a long, long layoff? I don't. So I'm playing this race looking against these two horses. Like Chuck, I'm, I'm who am I going to find? Can I find someone else outside of these two? And I ended up finding like a really sharp horse right now. And that's Moose Mitchell. Um, You know, Moose Mitchell, is he as good or on paper, has he done as much as either the chosen Ron or big city lights? No, but this is a horse who's been in really nice form and he has been sharp for a while now. All the way back since April, when they flipped from the turf back to the dirt, he won by nine lengths against first-level allowance Calbreds. He comes back. He wins back-to-back races against Open Company, first-level allowance, then second-level allowance with big speed figures. All these races, he shows some like nice tactical speed where he can sit a few lengths off or even anywhere to mid-pack. And then he was in the Pat O'Brien on August the 26th Honestly, he got bumped a bit at the start. He was down on the inside. He didn't have a ton of room. He kind of came on again on the inside and then backed up. I, I just didn't think it was the greatest trip. Anarchist moved early, and you can just eliminate that race. He was in front of Lovesick Blues, who's another rival in here. And if you take that race out for him, he has five really good races in a row. And I'm looking for horses outside the top two. Cause I think that the top two short prices in here have some knocks, have some reasons why you can want to play against them. This is a horse who will be in the mix. He'll put himself in a good spot. He can sit a nice trip. I like Moose Mitchell in here, Barry at 12 to one in the stakes.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, a horse I, I gave a second look to in this race, uh, is the one Prince of Absolutely. Um, if you go back this horse back in May of 2022, right? The triple Ben after that point, you kind of have to wonder what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, obviously probably, you know, a little overmatched in both the, the Bing Crosby and Pat O'Brien. Um, but he ran
0: the same race against American theorem, right? Like, right. Like he ran such bang up races and his a game is absolutely good enough. In this race, these are the type of price horses that are fun to use when, you know, they they've done it before and they can do it on their best day. It's just, they haven't been showing it as consistently lately. Can we make excuses for why can we forgive them for why will it be built into the price for why?
1: Well, I I mean, at least from the pattern and looking at this, it seems like something went amiss uh, with the horse and he was injured. That's why he hasn't been running well but I, I see also the workout pattern and this horse has picked it up in the workouts since August, um, which probably means the horse is doing well and is healthy. So I, I would expect this one to show more of that old form on Saturday uh, at, a, at a big price. People are gonna dismiss that horse regardless of, of what else happens with anybody else. Um, so you're gonna get your price if you, if you do like that one. I, I, I tend to like your horse, and this one. so
0: maybe i'll I'll put something together. So a couple price horses for you on Saturday in the Carry Grant at Del Mar to close things out. Don't forget. When you're playing the races, head on over to DRF Bets. They have a great promotion for you right now a $200 matched deposit bonus. Use the promo code STAKES. They'll also give you 10 free all access past performances. We generally just kind of stick in with the formulator because it's easier to kind of follow along with, I think, when we're going quickly. But what's cool about these all access, if you're someone who likes the classic style of past performances and you don't even need, Any of the stuff to click on, they've got that for you. If you're just used to the old paper style, if you want to go formulator like we always do, where you can click on the charts, you can click on the pedigree, you can click and go get the stats database. You can click on the race replays all right there. Boom, boom, boom. Or you go to Timeform US now with the all access pass performances and they'll give you the Timeform US style where you can get, the pace projector, and you can get all of that great information that David and Craig and the Timeform US team put together. I love both of those guys. I think they do such a great job. I trust oh, their yeah. work, the work they put in uh, so constantly. So, DRF bets sign up, and they will give you the opportunity to get these free all access pass performances, and you can also get PPs picks and clocker reports all throughout this Delmar Bing Crosby meet. Couple more weeks left to run. My man, thank you so much again for uh, all your hard work. It's always a blast catching up with you before the weekend and getting all prepped. I always steal a couple of the horses you give me and throw (laughs) them in my pick fours, pick fives, and in my stable dual lineups. That's why we're here, right? Help each other out, and um, hopefully we can help lead some of you to some winners this weekend. Uh, Anything else to say before we get out of here? Let's cash and get this money. Let's do it this weekend. Everybody have a fantastic Friday and Saturday and uh let's say hello to Joey Cleveland with the call to post rock version mm-hmm. Doxum Woodbine Racing for November the 18th for Saturday. We will take a look at the daily racing form, past performances. I'm going to dive into the formulator, past performances, which you can get for free if you sign up for DRF bets right now. Sign up and use the promo code STAKES and then deposit $200, they'll give you a $200 match bonus. Your $200 becomes $400. Right off the bat, they will give you 10 free all-access pass performances. We're looking at the all-access pass performances for Woodbine for Saturday. I'm going to look at races 6, 8, and 9 for Saturday. There's a grade 2 on the card. And I'm going to dive into the formulator style of the all-access pass performances. So as we take our banner away you can see that with the all access you get the ability to dive between styles of past performances if you're someone who's used to the racing form and you just want the paper version you can get the classic pps if you like to be able to click on the charts if you like to be able to click on the pedigree and find out more about that find out more about the trainer stats watch the replays all you have to do is move to the formulator style and then with the timeform US style you can get the pace projector you can get all sorts of the timeform US tools notes and all of the features that we love with timeform US so the all access pp's for free when you sign up for DRF bets use that promo code stakes and then every time you bet 50 bucks they'll give you a free credit for past performances so if you're playing the races through your DRF bets account you won't be spending money on past performances. Let's move to race number six. So there's a $100,000 guaranteed pick five that starts in race two. So I'll give you a horse that actually will close out the pick five in race number six and a horse that actually starts the late pick five. So it's a very important race. Throw this one into your exotics in race number six. Let's talk about the one stolen Valor. This is a two-year-old filly who's raced three times, all three of them on the synthetic. The first two were sprinting. So in her career debut, she shows really good speed early on. She's right on the lead. She's 40 to 1 that day. She fades, going six furlongs. But that race was a strong race. It was a field of 12, and there were three next-out winners in the race. In fact, a couple of them were stakes horses. Hurricane Claire, who finished third in that race that Stolen Valor debuted, Hurricane Claire came back to win a stakes race in her second start. The fifth place finisher, Emerence, came back to win a maiden special weight in her next start. And she earned a 73 buyer speed figure in winning that race. Olivia Rose, she came back to win by 13 in her next start. And then she was in stakes races and back to back. And she just won a stakes race a couple weeks ago and earned an 84 buyer speed figure. Also, you've got War Painter, who's a stakes winner who was in this race and the winner four fifty-four, is no slouch. She's multiple stakes placed. This was an incredibly difficult race that stolen valor debuted. And she was on the lead in that race. So she comes back in her second start on September the 9th. She runs really well that day. She sits off the pace a little bit. She tries to make a move, but she was just chasing. It was tough because that race, if you look at the way it shaped up, it was a merry-go-round race. She was third, the winner, Wire gate to wire and the second place finisher was second all the way around and stolen valor was third all the way around but in that race there were two next out winners sounds practical who was right in front of her came back to win her next start a maiden special weight legs like flatter came back to win her next start following this one and the winner mystical lake was second in a stakes race next out and then was third in a graded stakes race following that Again, an absolutely loaded group where Stolen Valor ran well, couldn't get to the lead, and the race shape was against her with no passing. Now we get to her third start. She's fast early. She ends up sitting second and tracking. She makes an early move to the lead. She's still in front at the top of the lane. She just gets a little bit tired. It's not like she stops badly, but you could just tell that there were horses moving better at the route distance than she was. And the horse who won that race... Is a horse named Simply in Front. That horse was dropping out of a grade one, the Natalma, when she finished second. And following that, Simply in Front went on to face Graded Stakes Company. I'm just looking at the races Stolen Valor comes out of, and they are really strong races. She's now going to cut back from a mile and a sixteenth to seven furlong. She has tactical speed. She can sit off the pace a little bit. I think she might be the one to catch in here, drawn down on the inside. I hope they they send her and just try to get aggressive. In here, the number one, Stolen Valor, race number six at Woodbine on Saturday. Let's move to the eighth race. I have a little bit of a price for you here. In this one, it's a seven for a long race. It's an optional 80 allowance. I thought the four journeyman was kind of sharp and on the upswing here. This is a horse who's run three out of the last four really good races. A couple of them down at Gulfstream Park on the synthetic. Then came up to Woodbine and... Was off about two and a half months, kind of ran like a horse who may have needed the race on November 5th was much better. And the cutback to seven furlongs was perfect. And Journeyman sat, made an early move. I think this is a great trip for Journeyman with that same sort of running style where he can sit close and make an early move. So I'm gonna take a, a little swing with him at a big price. The three Frosted might be the one to catch. In here at seven to two, you've also got the two, like the King, who's in really nice form right now. Wasn't sure what to do with the one Mason's Gamble, another one who's sharp at the moment. Um, So those would at least be under horses for me. Even the six and seven, I could get to Super Watson in Border Town for sure. But I'll, uh, I'll take a little swing with Journeyman at 20 to one on the morning line. As we move to our final of three plays for Woodbine Saturday, it's in the grade two Kennedy road, six furlongs. I'm going to go to the three dream shake who had a crazy trip last time out. And dream shake was drew, uh, drew the rail. Hey, track announcer there at Woodbine. The so let's take a look at this race. We're watching on the video. If you're listening on the podcast, we're watching uh, on social media you can check out the video dream shake had a fine start but then just kind of gets shuffled back a little bit because horses in this race were faster keep in mind he can go a lot faster than this early on he has to move from inside where he's getting shuffled and when he tips out he moves to like the 11 path no joke he is that wide and it's no problem i mean it's it's really, really crazy how he goes from the inside all the way to the outside, and he's right there with the rest of this field. He's right now, at this point of the race, he's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting for a spot, and now he's going to tip out. He's like three from the outside, and if you pause it and you just sort of count where he is, you can see there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten paths inside of him. About, and he keeps trying. He has to go from inside getting shuffled back to all the way out here. And we know he can be much closer than this. His last synthetic race and his only synthetic race was a victory. He's trying really hard out there in what's this crazy blanket finish with just a smoother journey. He could be a lot closer and right on the wire against this type of group. Dream Shake, the number three. He is six to one on the morning line. If we can get anything in like the seven to two and above range, I think that's very fair value on him. Patches of houlihan is the horse to beat. He just finds ways to win. But I think at a short price, when he doesn't really overwhelm with speed figures, he's a, a kind of a fun horse to take some some swings against if you can find the right types of horses. So we will use him in some under spots and in exotics. Like he's the horse to beat. But we'll get to the three Dream Shake. At 6 to 1 on the morning line. Best of luck on Saturday at Woodbine. Remember, you need any help playing the races or when you want to play the races, you go to DRF.com and then DRF Bets. Hopefully we can make some money on Saturday at Woodbine. Thank you to Barry for helping us out with the Friday and Saturday Del Mar. And uh, we will now move on over And finishing things up It'll be Chad Cooper with This Week In Wrestling. We'll talk WWE, SmackDown, Raw NXT, AEW We recap all of the TV shows We talk about all the news going on for all of those Companies. We get you set up for AEW Full gear pay-per-view coming up this weekend Chad Cooper on This Week In Wrestling
2: Here it is folks. Fight of the night And trying to claim that belt Once and for all. It's this week's Wrestling
0: Recap.
2: All right, thumb down. There. And here he is, your hometown hero, your reigning champ, the one and only, Chad Cooper!
0: Favorite wrestling podcast of the week. It is This Week in Wrestling on That's What G Said with Chad Cooper. We're going to talk a little bit about SmackDown. We'll talk about some Raw, some NXT, and AEW on Dynamite as they head into a full-gear pay-per-view. Coop-a-loop, my man. Uh, we can go back in time a little bit to Friday of last week, and we got a heel turn on SmackDown. Santos Escobar, you son of a bitch. What are you doing? Santos Turns on Ray, Which I think we could all feel coming at some point And I like I, th- I like Santos overall I think he's a good wrestler I think he's good in ring I feel like he's so much more interesting as a heel yes. And how he was on NXT And I think this will be a very good role for him moving forward
2: Yeah and he's been playing it up pretty good On social media Especially mm-hmm. on X uh, And Instagram he's been pretty good um, Yeah you can kind of feel it But still at the same time um, it was a good turn, um, you know, what he was able uh, to do in NXT as a heel, we know he can go in the ring, um, but I like to see the uh, an evolution, I, I would like to explore more Santos Escobar, the heel, as opposed to, we know he can go in the ring and, and, and have fantastic matches but I, I this is the part of professional wrestling I've always been intrigued with. I've been uh, a bigger fan and I gravi- gravitate more to a persona of a wrestler more than can someone do a 60 minute Iron Man match and so I'm looking forward to see what Santos Escobar can do going forward as a heel. But I definitely like to start uh, here uh, w- with him on on social media, blasting Ray and posting pictures of Ray in the hospital. Um, so good stuff here. But yeah, good turn here it's, for Santos.
0: And you know, because I'm not like nowadays, it's a little tricky in the real in the world how to play heel, sure, right? Because sure. you can be like how MJF was, and you can just lean into it and and really live the gimmick. But it's sort of hard to do that when there are kids sometimes or events you have to go to. So I can understand how some sometimes you gotta toe that line, but in immediately when you become a heel, you gotta go all in. Yeah. You have to right away. And I I like that he's doing that too. And he's not, it doesn't seem like he's afraid to be a bad guy right now and to talk trash to Rey Mysterio. That's gonna get him a lot of heat. And now we could see. I mean what's really cool is this opens up A few things right now it feels like he'll Feud with Carlito probably in the Near future and Then following that down the line You can pencil in like Ray when Ray comes back from Injury and then Dominic Whenever if Dominic ever kind of has a turn And becomes the baby face all of a sudden Dominic can stick up for his dad <laughs> You know <laughs> That's true. And Dominic, Dominic's a baby face and Santos is a, a heel there so that could be years Down the line but there are a lot of things and a lot of places to go now for Santos. And I really like what they've done here. Things are just fresh. You know, lots of lots of fresh stuff where you bring in Kyrie Sane in the next segment. And the way that they've sort of flipped that dynamic around throughout the night. Now, you know, you have a big match at the end of the night where you end up having um, you know, damage control and Oscar, Flair, Bianca, like. Everyone's out there Shotzi gets in the mix I mean it's a huge Schmazz but at the end of the night We have Damage Control and Asuka Standing tall together Looks like there's like a new Group of the women And then opposing them You know you'll have Charlotte Bianca Shotzi um, Others I'm sure that'll come up soon But they're setting up something I think for Survivor Series
2: Yeah someone was complaining um, That I guess Kyrie just totally forgave Bailey from what a couple of years ago when Bailey attacked her. Um, I, you know, I, if, if they go back that direction after this, that's fine. Um, but man, it does feel, you, you talk about fresh, it, 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 it feels really good and strong that these three ladies uh, feel strong and, and they look good and they're going over and they're not going to lose a match here and there. I want this to progress. I want this to be like the power team in the women's division cuz damage
0: control five. has not been like they've been okay. No, like, and, it, and
2: it started with thrust, the tag titles, right? Right? Yeah, with the seed, it started in NXT with the tag titles,
0: right? They they've been given a lot of TV time from right when they debuted. You know, they've they've been given a lot of focus, but they've not they've not connected to where, you know, they've been Fantastic they there have been some Good matches Bailey's done some good Stuff EO's done some good stuff but Yeah I mean I would have all I would Have graded them like a C Where out Where they've been for all along like Fine not awful or go away you want to Turn off the TV nothing spectacular Where you know Bailey and EO and Dakota And now with Kyrie in the mix and Asuka they can be excellent so now It's about how you book them the type of Time you give them because you're right. They kind of got cursed by those women's tag team titles at the beginning.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, cursed with the tag titles, and then the the curse that came along. We you know poor Dakota Sky just injury after injury. She I know, managed, you know, and then she was released and then brought back. <clears throat> there was all kind of issues, but. You know, this is definitely going to lead up. Probably, uh, we think what to. Uh,
0: I don't know if you know. we get a, do we get a war games or do we just get do like get a, a regular women's? Survivor Series. Either either way, it feels like we're going to get maybe like a women's traditional elimination match. That would be cool. Yeah,
2: that could be. Uh, we could it, get Jade Cargill in the mix too.
0: Oh, on
2: one side, I don't know. Yeah. That, that's just early booking. But it would be uh, – I, I think it's setting up for a, a War Games-type match. I don't think we have a women's one yet, so this no. would be the ideal one to go with.
0: Think about the talent that we're talking about here. Bailey, Eosky, Sky, Dakota Kai, Kyrie Sane, Asuka, Charlotte, Bianca <laughs> Belair, Shotzi, all in the mix here. And like all these different personalities, different looks, right? Different, like not a bunch of blonde, like divas. Hey, and this, you know,
2: it, it, look. And, and the point being to this, 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 wasn't like a throwaway main event. We had a winner no.
0: here. Yeah, we had a winner. They stand tall. They, yeah. stand tall. they stand tall. Damage control with Asuka stands tall here. And now, can the the babyface side regroup? And wow, I mean, just. This is and what's crazy, there isn't any other women's roster in the world that has no. as much talent as I just mentioned right there. Oh, right one there. Brand. It, and that's it, just know. SmackDown. That's not, yeah, talking, we're not about talking about all Raw. NXT. You know what <laughs> I mean? Or yeah. NXT, which is incredible too. So it is amazing to see that you've got like seven women out there in the mix like this. Yeah. And we could have never. I mean I just don't think you would have imagined that 15 or 20 years ago no, I just don't think you all. would have ever thought all. that yeah. was going to No even it be would have a been
2: pain. a gimmick match
0: We would have been making making fun of these women Braun panties I mean, match Ron bra- Battle oil, fights, eat me down two minutes, And it's two minutes and everybody gets pinned Like quickly We you had know? oil
2: wrestling we had a mud match or, or some kind of you know It's just awful just embarrassing stuff
0: Yeah this was This was good it's just great to see the amount of uh, Of like, talented women's wrestlers they have Right now on the roster Dragon Lee, they're building him up He got a win over Cedric Alexander And this was a good night back for LA Knight After yeah, yeah. you lose a big match He comes out He got to cut his promo Talk about how he could have won that thing He got screwed over And then he gets interrupted by Grayson Waller And isn't it kind of funny Because on in NXT When they had a feud Waller went over Sure. Remember, they like sure. that was sort yeah. of one of their scores towards the end. It, it it kind of felt like, yeah, Waller's the the prospect that they probably have more invested in. But now you flip it, less than a year, like a year, and L.A. Knight is so hot on the main roster. He's the guy you want to keep hot, and he gets a win over Grayson Waller. So that's good, right? You don't want you come back. It wasn't. Right for LA Knight to beat Roman Reigns We're you we and I are the biggest LA Knight fans in the world and we would have never said Yeah he should be the guy to beat Roman Reigns Right now but now you come Back you put him over You remind people that he's one of your Top baby faces and with What Logan, Logan Paul's been doing on social media Man he's carrying that belt everywhere He's having <laughs> sex in the belt He's he is doing Everything in that belt and he mentioned LA Knight I Man, I really think that's that's like the WrestleMania direction I could see Do you think
2: they're going that way? Because the uh, last couple of days there's been curveballs There's been talk about Bad Bunny's gonna be involved again So Um, I can
0: see What I think along the way is I think You know, Logan will hold it He'll probably wrestle once or twice before I could see him being the reason Like L.A. Knight eliminating him from the Rumble and then him coming back and in, in Sort of like what he did Did he do that to Rollins last year uh, Logan Paul Something along those lines Like I could see them sparking something at the Rumble Because that's a way to get LA Knight out of the Rumble And to get heat onto someone that they want heat on You know Instead of it going to like the babyface who wins the match Or instead of it going to Cody You know like if they have Cody yeah. win the Rumble So maybe Because I keep thinking about right now Just two months out what are they going to do in the Rumble with L.A. Knight? That's <laughs> going to be really interesting because if that guy's in that match, the crowd is going to want him to win.
2: Yeah. You know, going back to that match with he and uh, Grayson Waller, you know, um, man, what – and uh, you touched on it. What do they really think about Grayson Waller? This is a guy that's, what, 33, 34 years old but it's only been wrestling for four or five years. This guy acts like he belongs he does. That's, that's what's crazy. We we knew in NXT he was something special. Um, it it kind of takes used to getting, uh, it kind of takes uh, us uh, to get acquainted a little bit with foreign accents. If you're not used to British accents or Japanese type, um, you kind of don't get warmed up to them, whether they're a heel or a face. But this guy is, for all sense and purposes, is proved that he belongs on the main roster. And while I think this is, you know, uh, a good spot for LA Knight, uh, it's, a, it's a place to put him in the spotlight because um, I don't know what really you have for him over the next couple of weeks for Survivor Series, so we're going to point the direction of uh, of Royal Rumble. But man, Grayson Waller to continue to get thrown into these, these type of matches and feuds that says a lot about what wwe thinks about him and uh, yeah i just looked it up he debuted in professional wrestling in 2017 so this guy hasn't been really wrestling all that long and fast forward to here to 2023 this guy is going toe-to-toe with la light, la la night
0: on smackdown man, this year just, just he's those been those in the shows, ring man <laughs> he's been in the ring with the what the he was he was in the ring with theory was in the ring with the Rock. He was in the ring with right. Cena. He was in the ring with Mysterio. They put him in the ring with Edge. Remember, he had that long match with Edge um, and, and, early and on. It, it,
2: it, he belongs. He does. He does. One hundred percent.
0: in what I he is one of those guys right now. I think it's a little bit different as a babyface and a heel too. Like he can lose clean for a while to these guys that are like a little bit ahead of him on the pecking order, and it doesn't hurt him at all. I don't think it, I think it's fine for him being in the ring with them and just being on our TV and then he can cheat to win one time win and then that that he can just keep cheating to win. He's a guy that as a heel we don't need to see him look incredibly like he looks strong enough in the ring to where he doesn't need to get wins. Like he's good. We all know he's good and he can go doesn't need to be picking up a bunch of wins yet. He's a great guy to put in f- in this type of a spot, exactly, because you sure. know you'll get a good showing out of him. He'll get to get a little personality, and you build both of these guys. Like, for as over as LA Knight is, these are two relatively new d- new guys. You know, yeah, they, they both yeah. haven't been, haven't been around for all that long. So, a shout out to SmackDown. It just felt like you've got an interesting thing now with Santos. You've got you know. The stuff with damage control now, with Kyrie and everything there that's made it new. You've got LA Knight continuing on. Solo Sokoa has been built up. Well, maybe that's a direction that could be like a strong match at some point for for Solo or for LA Knight. What, what, like what are we like thinking Solo.
2: about? The, what are we thinking about Lashley and the Prophets? I know Lashley and Carlito had a match, and
0: it's Carlito. not. It's not really no. gone anywhere for me.
2: You no, know? it's kind of stale, and I'm curious to. See the reason why they brought Carlito back. Is he going to be? Did he bring him back to put over mid card upper talent? I'm not saying Bobby Lashley's mid card. I'm not saying that, but that's where he's being booked right now is the mid card. So I had high hopes for the profits. Uh, I don't like profits. I,
0: I, and too, it's Williams. just been
2: uh, well, they underworld. haven't
0: done anything. They right? haven't. They it's haven't. like they've been. Literally in the same spot for like six Are they weeks. Care to pull the trigger on them to turn full
2: hill? Is that I, what we're. It feels like because that. Because it costs man. them when you don't do it. It's really
0: costing them a place. Because as fans, we don't know what to do. No, Are we supposed to no. cheer? Are we supposed to boo? Are we supposed to like these guys or not? And then it puts them in a situation where they're getting less and less of a reaction. Right. hmm. And then uh, sure. we had a little Kevin Owens. He Kevin was on the Owens. Telestrator. Uh, looks like he's going to be getting involved with Austin Theory, Grace, and Waller um, in some way. And then we had Jimmy Uso challenge LA Knight to a match coming up on this week's Friday SmackDown. Um, and, yeah, we spoke about the finish of the match there, or the the main event with Damage Control. And with Damage Control and Asuka standing tall after Kyrie Sane hits that insane elbow, which is Awesome I love that move yeah, she gets so yes. much air She kicks her legs out it's like One of the best versions of an elbow drop I've always loved it Let's uh, let's move on over to Monday Night Raw As Cody Rhodes Opens up the show and he Talks about how him and Jay are going to win the Tag team titles and then He introduces the War Games Team him Jay, Sammy, Seth And Sammy uh, and then Cody And Seth Kind of stand off in the middle of the ring and judgment day interrupts. But so they've got this story now, which is which is good. Seth and Cody, can they coexist? <laughs> but it's it's more than that because they're not feuding right now. That's why I like it, right? Because they're not yeah. they, they themselves aren't in the middle of a feud for the belt, and you're just teaming them up. These are just two guys that have been on the same show for a while. They avoid each other, but we know they don't like each other. And now Seth is a baby face So the dynamic is different To where they have a common goal The enemy of the enemy is my friend Right, and that's what Cody said So they need to team up to try to Get rid of or To get control over this faction Judgment day that interrupts everybody's Matches, that screws everybody out of the title And that could possibly Cash in the money in the bank on Seth At any time And so it, like this is just a story that makes sense You can understand why two guys that wouldn't like each other would be okay in this situation teaming up to try to get rid of the judgment day. So Seth and Cody, there's going to be tension between them, but you know, I think inevitably when we get there, they can tell a story that they end up working together to get the win or they back and forth can set up something else from them down the line. This is interesting to me because it feels like how real people would act in a situation like this.
2: Yeah, it could go in a couple of different directions because what is next? Let's talk about the the world uh, WWE champion on Raw, Seth Rollins. What is next for him moving forward after this? Is it a program with Cody Rhodes? Um, I don't know. Um, do you see someone coming from another brand? Is there someone on this roster? Do we, do we go back to the, we, we see what happens at the end of the show with Drew McIntyre. That kind of feels like maybe they go in that direction again.
0: I was when almost thinking they, Cody and Drew, yeah, do you know, they the, could the go tr- what,
2: like, if, I, I would assume that Damian priest is probably getting close to the to, cash. If, in. If, 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 does he cash in and become the champion? I, I think he's a viable champion. He's been a major player.
0: Because what, the what they years, could do, though. what they could do right now is Priest could cash in sometime soon, even after war games. And then what it will do is it'll give them between now and the Royal Rumble to really figure things out. Because then if they don't want to run with Priest, they can have him in a match one on one versus Seth at the Rumble, have him lose it back to Seth, and then Seth can be your guy going into WrestleMania for whoever you want to set it up for. Or you can have Priest have the belt and then figure out what you want to do and have a baby face built up to beat Priest at WrestleMania. But I think if you do it soon, it gives you the time between now and Rumble where you can give Priest six weeks, two months, and then put it on someone else if you don't want him to be the guy. I don't like it when they have people lose the briefcase and and then just... I feel like that's happened more recently than it did before. I like the idea of feeling like this guy's going to win the belt at some point. I, I, I sort of like that. And I think it's a good time now. And it would at least freshen some things up. Like for the next few weeks, you could get a couple baby faces challenging uh, Priest for the belt. So I if I were them, I would do it now, either right after Money uh, War Games or in the next week or two.
2: Yeah. And, and can't you see him winning the title too? Um, 100%. Yeah, I, I think that would be the direction to go here. Um, Seth's been a phenomenal champion. Don't know the direction um, at all, but it does seem like we're getting closer and closer to a cash in.
0: I think he I, put I, it. I,
2: yeah, I, put I it on him. It. And you, do you see something maybe at War Games at, at um, the end Survivor right? Series at the end? Does he does he finally cash it in? You know, Seth's down. Boom, Wounded Bird. One, two, three.
0: I could absolutely see that, and then you got Priest for a little bit. Figure out what your Wrestlemania Match is going to be For that title and then you work Backwards boom it's very Simple you know Um, It should be it should be soon For them we had Seth and Sammy In a tag match early on the show Versus Dominic and JD And Seth and Sammy End up getting the win after the match Both teams run down we get Huge brawls Adam Pierce Is all furious and he yells at both teams, and he bans <laughs> everyone involved in war games from tonight's main event. So everyone's out for the night. Rhea Ripley's furious. Uh, Zoe Stark c- comes up, and she gets involved with the uh, with Rhea. She kind of makes a, a little bit of a crack because we know Zoe is going to be facing Rhea. But
2: man, she's in a tough position, isn't she? She is because we don't know. Is.
0: Rhea was awesome. In this yeah. part segment, yeah. and Rhea is just one of the best things going in wrestling right now, and it's not even—I I will say—I think they've done a pretty good do- job with Zoe on the main roster so far. Like, I think she's for someone who has is struggles with cutting promos a lot of the time. She's very good in ring. She's awesome in ring, and they've made that they, like they've they've really made us believe that she's a badass in ring and she's super capable in ring, but. Nobody wants to cheer for her over Rhea no. at, at all. No. And, and you're not even going to really boo Rhea no matter what she does. I don't think you're really going to boo. I, I don't even know if they're going to boo Zoe either, right? Because they don't really have a reason to dislike Zoe. So this is what we're talking about where Zoe's kind of just in a bad spot. This was, I think, what happened with Raquel, too. Yeah. Probably she so. faced Rhea because it's like, oh, yeah, we all like Raquel. But we don't like her as much as Rhea, you know. <laughs> Rhea's awesome, and she's sexy, and she's a badass, and she's all over – you know, everybody loves what everything she's doing. Uh,
2: she's so She was booked – it's booked interest, interestingly enough because, you know, we know how good she is in the ring. We saw her in NXT. We've seen her up here. Remember they paired her with Trish, and she's a heel, and she's – you know, she – works a program with Becky and, and then now she's really put in an interesting position. And then you probably know she's not going to win this title off Rio. Cause we saw a backstage segment with several of the ladies saying they want a crack at the, you know, from Naya Raquel, um, you know, I, I just feel bad for Zoe because she's really good in the ring, and what, it's probably going to be a really good match, but it it's going to be. suffer because of the universe. Yeah, fans not knowing what to do because mommy is going to be cheered. Mommy is going to be cheered. It's just that that's the way it is.
0: She is. That's uh, that's mommy right now is just the hottest thing in wrestling, especially on the women's side. Um, we continued on. We got Nakamura. Just a little uh, a backstage. A vignette, and then we ended up getting a match between Otis and Nakamura. This is a pretty good match. These guys win about nine minutes. They gave Otis a lot in this match, and uh, then Nakamura ends up getting the win. And it looks like we're going to get a Nakamura Gable match moving forward, which should be really solid. That's gonna uh, be really good. Yeah, and it's been cool to see uh, the Alpha Academy. They've been on NXT too. We're going to be getting a lot from them on NXT. I think Gable's going to have a match against Noem Dar. Next week for the Heritage Cup And we might be getting a Gable Nakamura Match here And they got to Zala with them We saw um, Backstage we saw them yeah. With the Creed Brothers Which I always figured they'd interact with each other You know so that's <laughs> yeah. kind of funny um, Yeah they
2: wanted to be trained by uh, Training
0: partners pass. And then Ivy was there with Maxine too So there could be something fun um, Getting all of them involved And they've been Able to use their personality The Gable and Co- and company As well as show their Talent in ring and that's what's cool They've been able to do both a lot recently I, I, I totally Believed Drew right you know when he was just Like the good guy in the middle of this When he came and shook Seth's hand and he yeah. said Hey Seth just wanted to say You know after coming up short I, I Wanted to give you something for the last couple of Weeks I'm sorry and he shook his hand And he said I'm gonna regroup and I'm going to get back there and I'm going to come get you. And Seth said, yeah, big man, you really got to patted him on the back and walked off. And in just knowing how Drew's been the last couple years, it felt like, oh, OK, that was cool for Drew. You know, he came back. He had his moment. I felt like ah, a little boring for Drew, but it makes sense for him and not knowing that we're going to see him have the heel turn later on at night, later on, which they teased. So I thought this was really good. They give us a little bit of a like to try to throw us off that scent in the middle of the night. And then at the end of the night, they close in a different direction. And Drew and Mommy stand together. And now that could maybe lead to – initially it could be good, but then it could lead to all sorts of maybe jealousy in the Judgment Day, right? Is Drew, like, higher up or does Drew get treated differently than Dominic? Does Dominic get jealous? You know, do we get some sort of dynamic with that? It's – I think this is going to be really good for Drew. He's a strong player. And now as a heel with all this backing – Man, if Drew just, like, if they had Drew win the title, it wouldn't really even shock me now as a heel
2: Yeah, and, you know, you try to look at, dissect things that happened in the match and It was interesting that Drew uh, laid out Jay with the Claymore kick um, And it wasn't any of the other players, Seth or Cody. That's a good point
0: uh, I'm just he curious He did stick to the, like, he did stick to the guy that screwed him over that, right? that is true. That was the bloodline that, that, that screwed true. him out of the title. He didn't really have as much of a problem with Cody and with Seth. It was more the guy they that Cody brought over.
2: So, could you see Priest cashing in, winning the title, and then Drew doing another turn, or Priest is turned into a baby-faced and Drew Priest program? Okay. Did you see any of
0: that? Okay, I could. Uh, you know what? I could see it more Priest getting babyfaced. Out of yeah, him. me too. Yeah, I kind of like that idea. I think they built
2: him. Up. I think they built him up for a reason for
0: that. Me too. And they they've they've teased enough of him, like stepping up to Rhea, right, and sort of like acting like he thinks he could be the leader yeah. of the group. Yeah. So I could really see that. Did we mention the the backstage segment yet, where they gave JD the jacket? No,
2: no, no. That was no, earlier. Yeah. That was
0: great. That was great. That was great too. I wanted to make sure we uh we. we goes, yeah, up.
2: Uh, I, I would pre say I'm annoyed by you, little man. But you definitely you took one for the team.
0: <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love that. I love that. It did it did make me pop. Um, we got to win. Think
2: about uh, what do we think about Gunther and what we're going uh, here. And then we had a little backstage
0: with uh, o- the man and Indus a pro. Okay, Gunther. so. The- this is first off, I got to say, and um, I think it was on Pollock uh, and waiting on the post wrestling. They were talking about it. I would have never in a million years thought Gunther would be so good at the segments. Right. He's a fantastic actor. And like he just has this presence of like he feels like a badass. He can ru- he like carries the segments where it's him back there. You can put him, you know, give him all this responsibility, all this dialogue. I never thought, would have thought he would have been this. And for as much crap as people give WWE and would, would say, oh, that guy or girl will never be able to succeed there. Remember when when Gunther changed his name, Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. What a oh, Keith yeah. Lee tweet out. Oh, I'm sorry for this for you. And Gunther has not lost on the main roster. He's been treated like one of the biggest stars And he's incredible with the name With the gimmick with everything he's doing And now it's sort of intriguing Because they're sort of setting up um, Ludwig to be Maybe a baby face I could see Ludwig kind of splitting off They've kind of teased a bunch of different things here and there Right now Miz is actually A baby face at right. the moment And Miz is going to face Gunther At Survivor Series And then they've got Indu Walk up and insert themselves in the mix. So, I'm very intrigued by a lot of these things that are going on. Again, this feels fresh. A lot of these interactions do.
2: Yeah, and I think Guther is just so strong. I don't see him losing the title for WrestleMania. I, I if he loses it at WrestleMania, that's one thing. I don't even know if I would. I I don't even know if I would have him lose it at WrestleMania. Have him just. Have great matches, and then at WrestleMania he rolls through, and then the the Monday night after Mania he goes, "Hey, this is do what AEW should have done with the Samoa Joe instead of wrestle for a match." And then, "Hey, I'm I'm giving this up." I, you know, this guy is going to have to be in the world title picture. Hundred percent. Sure. Let me, let me he book. The, is he the guy? I know we've got the story, right? With Cody and Roman that we've got to finish. But man,
0: wouldn't it be cool to see him and Roman go at oh it? Oh my gosh, yeah. I see what I I would what I would do with him? I would have him in a triple threat IC title match at the Royal Rumble. I would have him lose that match, not even get pinned, and then win the Royal Rumble later that night. And though you get the title off of him Without ever having been pinned He never lost it Because it was in a triple threat match Someone else got pinned He then immediately wins the Royal Rumble I think you could kind of make him a babyface. Like Oh, for for sure I think people would just get right behind him Because he's so badass And I think Even the entire act with the two guys You could just tweak it To where he's just not so mean to them Right? He's just a little bit more of like A little bit more funny with them Or a little bit more like defending them Right, those are his guys Don't you mess with my guys, those are my guys You know, he, I could see something like that And now you've given Ludwig some personality already He could be a babe. They could flip this guy into a baby face Very quickly And then if you've got Let's say you've got a heel Drew with a title Like we just said Now you've got Gunther versus Drew For the title at Wrestlemania Gunther as a heel, or you've got heel Drew, and all, and with Judgment Day And you've got a baby-faced Gunther with his guys Going after him, totally fresh Like, totally different I don't know, like, you know It's just something that we talked out real quickly But it's because we think Gunther Is so good
2: Oh man, he's been on fire That's that's why you can't have him lose anytime soon The guy is just just so powerful in, In several different ways
0: He's awesome uh, they built up Tegan Knox a little bit You know what, I'm, they're trying to build up Some of these new ladies Which is good, they gave her a video package Talked about some of her struggles And she ends up getting a win over Piper So it looks like we'll probably continue on And get another Tegan And Natty versus Piper and Chelsea Green. <laughs> I love when they do that announcement Man, every time. It's just
2: so comical. I just hate that both of them are just losing in I know. squash matches, right?
0: I know. I just it's the same the thing we've up, talked about the, with the women's division forever. Yeah. Why can't they
2: make them feel a little stronger? I mean, why wouldn't you put the title? I, I look. If they're a comical team, then have them be like Alpha Academy. But if you if you want these titles legit, put them on Damage Control. But it's just. They're so good backstage And things that they do But they're just losing in glorified Squats matches. It matches and it sucks It really does
0: Other things to Discuss from Raw Yeah we had the interview with Miz That's when Gunther stepped in We talked all about that segment there We had Champa getting beat by Kaiser And this was what actually uh, Was what pleased Gunther The fact that Vinci was able to get involved And help Kaiser pick up the victory there Um Others things to point Out Ziya Lee they've built Up and, yeah. and then Ziya Has the segment on NXT So she's going to get a Title match with Lyra Valkyra She's going to get a match with Becky coming up Um Ziya attacked Becky last week so that way Becky Couldn't get into the women's battle royal What I I don't like Recently what they've done with Zaya is fine The problem is they've Changed her like three different times Already on the main roster remember she was Doing the sub-zero thing For a while when she would walk down To the ring and they would have like the graphics All come out and So this is like the third different Version of her they've had I think I feel like With Zaya I, I gotta see a little bit more like I don't Hate what's going on I'm just Kind of confused here and there It's kind of all over the place It is Like they haven't picked something and run with it
2: Yeah it's kind of all over the place I I, I don't mind A superstar being used On two different brands On two different nights But um, One week she's knocking out Becky Uh, The next week she's on NXT Which I Okay, um, do we feel like she's a legitimate contender? Should she be the NXT champion? Is she KO'd Becky before the Battle Royal? right? Yeah, I'm in the same boat here. I wish we'd get some clarification and just go kind of simplify her a little bit more, her character, instead of trying to be all over the place with it.
0: And uh, then a few of those backstage segments that we would mentioned. Actually, The Miz picked up the win over Ivar, which was solid, and... The way they booked the match was good because Miz is able to kind of Use some of his smarts to get a victory As they go back and forth and both of these Guys look really strong Brownson Reed attacks Ivar After the match and I'm I'm curious if They haven't announced any others but This does feel like a year where They could have like one or two of these Mid-card Survivor Series matches right That would be yeah. if there, there's enough People there and I would I They could do what I what I Wish they could do is You know you have a match with Bronson, Ivar Um Nakamura, Ricochet Gargano, Ciampa Gable, all these guys And what you say is like The survivors are placed Into an IC title match Right? Like you you make something You do another one where you say The survivors are placed into a US title match Right? You do another one Where you say the survivors are are automatically qualified for the royal rumble just give them some stakes you know that's i think that was what started lacking with these survivor series matches as the years went on because way back when like 88 89 90 it was so cool just seeing all these guys team up hogan and the warrior like like, (laughs) what you know uh, it's cool it's really cool and you got like oh my gosh like the like uh, well, Rowdy's Roddy's Were one of the teams right you know, <laughs> You've got you know like Mr. Perfect and Demolition teaming up Together which was a like I I Love the Survivor Series but then it Got to the point where you're seeing these guys Team up in random matches all the time That it, it kind of lost the luster It didn't feel as important so Slap some stakes on make us Care a little bit and we will Judgment it day like
2: Bronson, It felt like Bronson Reed's kind of
0: Inserting turned- himself
2: yeah, and it's kind of turned face a little bit here. I, know. I don't know. He wasn't really defined as a heel or baby face, but I felt more baby face. I, I, would, I would be okay with that, but I definitely you know, you're going to have to add some more matches here pretty quick. You'll prob- we'll probably get one or two of them announced uh, maybe this week, and then you have Monday, and then you have Friday of next week, the day after Thanksgiving. Um... You know, do you get Becky Lynch and Saya? Do we get LA Knight solo? Do we get a LA Knight something? I don't know. But, yeah, give me something with a little, you know, give me something where I get I get a number one contenders. But you mm-hmm. know what? We don't get a lot of that from WWE on, on PLDs. No. That's mainly I, television, Matt. It uh, is. Television tapings, we get that.
0: That's true. That's true um and then yeah we discussed some of these segments that had already happened Gunther congratulating Vinci backstage Gable talking with Otis with the Creed brothers and then they announced next week we got uh, we're going to have Becky Zaya and Raquel Naya so on top of the incredible women that we just talked about on Smackdown you have these two matches then none of these women are even in the title picture because that's <laughs> Rhea and Zoe right there don't even mention the other women that were just involved in the tag team stuff Right With like Teagan and Natty and Chelsea And Piper So incredible depth On these women's division That I don't think they've ever had before Ever And it just goes to show you When they lose incredible talents Like Sasha and Naomi And it doesn't really hurt them all that much They still have so much other talented (laughs) women That they can focus on And uh, that final match of the night Was Judgment Day Getting the win over Cody and Jay And good match and then you know because of drew getting involved he claymores jay and uh he tossed jay into the ring and then finn gets the pin there so
2: Moving forward do is it do you you say cody and drew right that's you you know um do you think we keep hearing and I, i think we've been talking about this for months now uh do you we're, I hear voices in my head.
0: head or, you don't come think to they me. immediately
2: go to Cody Randy? Um, do they run that back? I I don't know.
0: I, I you know because um, when Randy comes in, he's gonna get cheered. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think the only I honestly think the only way you can do something like that is if it is like uh, Cody telling or one of them, even if it's Cody, like hey Randy. I got to get by you to get to WrestleMania. I need to prove to myself that I can beat you. You have been, you know, something like that where they're both not heels at the moment because I don't think they want anyone to boo Cody. And if you put him in there with a returning Orton, that, like, that could be a little dangerous. I could see Drew and Randy, something like that coming back. I could see, you know, if if you get the title onto Priest or Drew, you could... Immediately have randy slot in there And be a guy that they beat right Because you don't have to have randy come right back And win the title and they could beat him And that could look good for them along Their reign but i think If it's wwe One i think this should be randy And two they better announce it next week Because they don't want to go into that chicago Show with people thinking it's cm punk I don't think you want to do that wwe's got this really good Energy and really good flow right now And i If they did something along those lines and it felt like they were teasing for a punk thing and then punk didn't show up, Orton would still get a fine reception. But if it was anybody else other than Orton, I don't think they would. Are you think, do you think we're getting punk back in WWE? I don't, I I really don't. Like, I, I would, I think it would be a bad call for them. I honestly, if they had it for like one match. Or something really short, I would have no problem. But I do not think you want to bring this guy back and make him a big focus of things. No. When and how and can I
2: definitely don't see him coming back for one match, right?
0: No, me me neither. But and so like how because how can more than even his behavior physically, do you trust that if you build this guy up and you put him out there for a few matches and you put a lot of money into him into a big match for WrestleMania, is he going to make it there? And is he going to be durable? Sure. The last two times we've, that's a, that's a real fact. This is like any question we would ask with a football player or a basketball player, dude, Anthony Davis gets ripped on more than anyone in the entire league. The guy's not playing, he's hurt. And then he plays when he's hurt and people get pissed off because he didn't play well enough. <laughs> it's like, what do you want from the guy? He's playing. He's hurt. Of course he's not playing well, you know, but yeah. this is a real thing, right? That you think about in any other sport. So I don't, what, what do you think? And would you want punk back in WWE?
2: No, no, he, I, 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 I don't, it, it didn't work out in the UFC at all. It blew up in their face. Same company now. I don't think they need him for anything. Uh, yeah. I, I, people are thought, well, look at the raw ratings. They they're, they're dropping significantly on Monday. I, I don't think you panic off any of that. I, I mean, still they drop, but you're still leading in, in this all. Is the, always the demos, when they right? drop all you know? every yeah. single year.
0: Football season look, right now. Basketball night, just football, started. Yeah. Hockey just started. It may not
2: Be a good game. The Jets and Buffalo, even though or you know whoever or one night or if it's Denver, but it's large wrestling markets that are that are watching this. I don't think they panic. There's no reason for them to panic. This is not. Oh my gosh, we're dude. Three months ago, we were talking about WWE is is in it's the greatest superpower of all time. I. I would be shocked if he came back to make another run in the WWE at his age. I Me just too. don't think WWE gets older at this point. I think it's a it, it's a new company with a new mindset and going forward,
0: I don't think uh, they need sure, him. I I
2: I think the old wrestling thing, you know, never say never. I I just don't see it happening. I don't think I don't know why you would need him at this point.
0: 3 years ago I would have maybe. said, yeah, man. Sure, you know what? Sure. They're kind of stale. aew has got a little momentum. You know, yep. they like they're not their storylines. We're getting the same stuff right. over and over. It just hasn't felt that way. No. I just don't think they need Punk right now. I agree. Uh, but you know what? As we head over to NXT, Chase, you might need some lawyers, man, because
2: <laughs> those poor guys.
0: <laughs> and and I feel like this is gonna Are be they a in the Big Ten. Is I know you th- in the Big Ten. This has got to be a good story they have plotted out because otherwise, why would you, like, turn or get some heat on one of your most over acts? So I think they have some legs with this where they're going to go because I'm super interested in it. I got to say, like, two of the, the stories that I'm the most interested in all of wrestling are what the hell's going on with Chase U and Carmelo and Trick. Sure. I think that's really interesting, and they're both on NXT and Chase U comes out For their tag team Championship match against The family and They end up Losing as Chase U members Walk out and Spine uh, we get a spine Buster and bada bing bada boom We've got some new champions here So What do you think going on here with Chase U What do they do is this like Man, like, what kind of a scandal do we have from the university? <laughs> I mean, Jim Harbaugh, are you watching? This Did, is, uh... I, I heard another one? Was it the uh, Was it Aunt Becky from Full House paying for the kids to get into college? <laughs> right? Was it Lori Laughlin and the admission scandal? Um, man, I I get a kick out of this. I yeah.
2: really do. Yeah, it's, it's entertaining.
0: It's made me smile and made me laugh. And is it something like? JC did she do something That's what I'm thinking right Because she's involved with them Did she do something shady Maybe and now they've tried they're trying to cover it up Or did she find out that they were Doing something shady and she kind of Sold them out is she involved In some way shape or form There's so many ways they can go with this man I really like it I'm I'm super pumped Yeah because you never know which direction It's gonna go we've been
2: teasing breakups the the university being taken over and having a you know a, a new leader um th- this was great i didn't expect the titles to to change hands this quickly and go back but i'm all for it um yeah i think there's trouble in paradise i look from the from day one that when chase uh, andre chase uh debuted with this gimmick you and i thought it was it was pretty fun uh, It was not and it's a main roster serious. gimmick yeah yeah absolutely and this is vintage wwe superstar stuff right here um i you know when they debut then you had the student section in the uh, performance center with their chase used uh, uh sweaters and signs I, I just thought it was fantastic it's not anything to take serious but it's 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 serious enough for you to stay invested in each week. And now you're wondering what's going to happen next week because of what's this happened and something you want to follow. Even if you have to go on social media to see what's happened next with chase you, it's, it's, it's been fun. Uh, very entertaining, very entertaining.
0: Okay. We move next to, uh, Lita picking the iron survivor qualifying matches. And she set us up with uh, tonight's matches, Roxanne versus Lash, and Trick Williams versus Joe Coffee. And we'll get to one of those in just a minute. First, Dominic and Baron Corbin run into each other, and they kind of give each other, like, some love. Just, like, heels, love. Like, they're heels. They gotta be friends, you <laughs> know? And, uh, so this was uh, this was a little goofy. We got the setup for our next challenger for Noem Dar. They had the Supernova Sessions out here. Alpha Academy got in the mix. So this will lead to Chad Gable versus Noam Dar, which should be a really good match. And it'll be something, either a train wreck or we'll be able to pull out some funny stuff when these two groups are all out there. Because this is a lot with these personalities (laughs) all out there at the same time.
2: Yeah, I think their match is actually next Tuesday on NXT, and I'm expecting that thing to be really, really good. It's just been really fun. Look, Alpha Academy, and I meant to say it a while ago. We've been able to our WWE has let their personalities. Kind of take over and not try to bottle them up and be too, too over the top silly and not be serious enough where they get into the ring and they're not just a laughable joke, you know, but the things that they do on social media, the TikToks, uh, they're able to go on NXT and do some things. It's good. It's fun. Gable look has been an MVP for WWE for how many years now? Um, again, he's got a spot. It seems like uh, on Mondays and Tuesday nights every week, he's living the life. So, no complaints here. Been really good. Him and Noah, uh, him and Doar will have a uh, a really good match next week.
0: They're not really sure what they're doing right now with Roxanne. You know, she had she lost Man, again I mean, that's right here. That's a tough,
2: interesting loss for here. Me, yeah, I, did, and, I, kinda, and, I put a question mark by this. I don't know what's so, going
0: on here. So they they she she loses to Last Legend. Now, it's not a clean loss or anything. She gets – there's interference from Kiana James who grabs Roxanne's leg. So it looks like they're going something with Kiana and Roxanne. And I I don't mind – I actually like the fact that they're going to try to push Last Legend into a big spot and see what she can do because she's super talented. You definitely – she's got a great, unique look. She's got size. I think if you're flipping the channels, like she, she passes the eye test. She's got some charisma, and she's got a personality, and I think she has improved, but I don't know how much yet. Like, you could still see some spots in this match that were green and that were, like, you know, and it may be tough for her in a bigger environment like that Iron Survivor match, but maybe it's the flip side. She's a really sure. good athlete. I think at some point you've got to see what you have with her at least. And
2: Yeah, and I think this is a good spot here. Just curious to see why they did it. To Roxanne over Roxanne, but you know what? Maybe that is to try to legitimate, uh, legitimize her. You yeah. know, yeah. It's, seriously, I mean, she goes over someone else. I, I, I mean, there's plenty on that roster that we see uh, as jobbers now, unfortunately. But I, I thought this was an interesting match for her to go over in.
0: Like you said, we're both talking about it, and I think a lot of people went, "Oh." Okay so that it you take more Notice of the win over her than If last legend got a win over Fallon right to get in Or even something like that
2: unfortunately You know you're you're absolutely
0: right Yeah Yeah. so uh curious Both directions here I'm not Necessarily against what they're doing it just is Wow they do have Roxanne Lose quite a bit recently so Just you know uh, something to keep Monitoring we had Hank Tank Briggs, Jensen, and Ofe, Blade, Frazier, Axiom. They're all backstage about the new number one contenders for the tag team championship. Carrillo and Garza show up. Tony D and Stack show up. So we're going to figure out sometime soon who uh, is going to be our new number one contenders. What did you think of the tea ceremony? I don't know.
2: This was, there's some weird things happening on this NXT. This was weird, too. Hey, hey, look, you know, I'm, I, week in and week out, I say this is my favorite two hours. This was a very bizarre and kind of weird episode of NXT. Even some of the matches were bizarre. I, I don't, I, I didn't like it. I'm just going to, me neither. It, it I didn't, didn't, I didn't like it. I don't
0: think well it, it was needed. I, I applaud the idea of trying to do something different. I actually like that. I like that approach. I like that it's on NXT. Let's try to do something a little bit different and unique. I don't even mind. Like, I really like the idea of if it's Zaya, let's use something from like uh, maybe her culture or something that she wants to bring into the mix. Cool with that. Sure. It didn't feel – the segment had like no heat. No. <laughs> no. It was like they're just sitting there. They didn't feel like they were – there was this hate between the two of them. I And it – I think it brought Lyra down A little bit like the segment felt I don't know I didn't feel like these were the women Going after the women's championship In NXT it, I, I didn't like it so hopefully We can get some build a little bit Better next week and then When well, I know their match is next week I think Yeah right? yeah yeah so they're gonna be They're wrestling next week um, Trick and Mello With their backstage segment They uh Carmella said tonight He's gonna have tricks back and then we have Trick versus Joe Coffey. Coming up next, and Trick Williams gets the win. There was a moment where it looked like Carmelo could have taken a <laughs> shot at Trick, but, he, or, or, you know, he said, nah, go ahead, and Trick does the job, and I'm, I'm just super intrigued with these guys. They both got charisma. I like the two of them together, and I'm excited to see Trick in this match, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm sure Carmella will be in the match too. Uh, here's what's interesting.
2: Uh, unfortunately, next Tuesday there's spoilers, and I unfortunately saw spoilers.
0: And Melo's not, not, huh?
2: <laughs> you can spoil uh, it. Go ahead. Wait a. Mello takes Mello loses next Tuesday. Okay. Wow. So. Uh, the booking is now. I didn't see how it happened. I didn't even know. I didn't even think they would tape this. I guess they're they're getting an extra day off for Thanksgiving, which is fantastic. But I was curious to see if they're going to have both of them still win. Or kind of elevate Trick and have Carmelo start losing. And then that's how we really get a nice turn here. So if that's the case and that's how we're doing it, I'm completely fine with it. I wanna see both of these guys go at it though. And I think it'll be fun when they do.
0: The, we got an interaction with Wesley and Dragunov backstage. And then we got Blexis King and Baron Corbin backstage. And Corbin asked King how he got it done. And King said that's the million dollar question So Something to keep monitoring Hey you know who's the, really
2: good We talk about Renee Paquette all the time And 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 she deserves a lot of acc- Accolades that we've given her um, Mackenzie Mitchell maybe She's the awesome best in She's WWE. incredible And uh, uh, in her and Vic only, are together right
0: Yes yeah
2: they're married, she, or they, or they got engaged. She is absolutely
0: amazing. She comes off so just natural, well, yeah, and believable, hundred over the top. Nope, genuine. You know? just like you feel when when she reacts to things. It's not like oh my gosh, right? right? But but you see yes. in her face where she's like oh you know like, and that's exactly you, you you pointed out with R- Renee. She reminds me a lot of Renee, and not because yeah. like they're different, but in sure. in a lot of the positive things they do. Right? Like they're the way they react to things, the way they just sort of they make the situation feel like comfortable. I you know, there it's I, I'm glad you pointed that out because I, I do agree. I think she does a really good job. And I think Catherine Kelly does a really good job too. I oh, like yeah.
2: her. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. She's but,
0: incredible and she's funny, but Ma- but Mackenzie's like she's got man, she's, she's the, different. She's she's man, different. She's too. the
2: female version of Mean Jean. She just she is. is. I know that's that's putting her way up on a pedestal, but this past Tuesday night, she she did a lot of good stuff. And then going back to Baron Corbin, this guy's
0: he's been be in great, the title man.
2: Now, right? he's yeah. gonna be in the title picture now.
0: He has been great, man. Corbin ends up picking up a victory over Wes Lee, and yes. so you know, Dragonoff comes to the ring and then uh, suplexes Corbin, and he says, "If you want a championship match, they will see you at Deadline." So we get these two guys. And that will be where we're headed for, you know, your your title picture, which will be an awesome match. They they kind of are building up the brawling brutes, maybe to get a I don't know, a tag team title shot down here or something, because they pick up a victory over out of the mud. Um yeah. Scri- Scripps is kind of funny, uh when he when he talks here. But Scripps, I, I I don't mind these guys. They just haven't won any matches out of the mud. Yeah. Hard yeah, to get behind it, people when they're it, losing. It is, so
2: it is, it is, and I don't like that. It really sucks.
0: Gigi Dolan versus Ariana Grace. Man, I love Ariana. I do. Yeah, um, I do too. Gigi picks up a win here, and so I mean, it just—it's so weird because, like we've said with Gigi, it's like start and stop, and they've changed her character a few times. I don't know if I'm supposed to cheer for her or if I'm supposed to boo her. But Man, she's been booked terribly Since Mandy Rose has left, right? Really bad, really bad we And thought there have been really, like two she or three. Is, She's
2: the Mar- definitely the
0: Marty Jannetty Treatment of, uh, of the two Remember she and got the super
2: kick at the Yeah, door? there were
0: two or three times Where she had these amazing segments Or these incredible yeah. promos where it's like Oh wow, she's going to be a star And then the next week she was doing weird paint stuff yeah. You know, it was like Really, really inconsistent with her But she picked up the win here Ariana is going to be a star. I mean, she's going to be very over. Even if she's not a like a multi-time women's champ, the crowds are going to like her a lot. And, and she, I think, is going to have a, a role for a long time. Um, then we saw the like a, a little package to, uh, talking us through Mr. Stone and Vaughn Wagner and everything that's happened between them. Um, we're going to get, I think, one more do we, where, where are we headed next with these guys? Did they did they tease anything? Oh, they're go- not really. I don't think they said Yeah, anything nothing up.
2: next week. Yeah, no,
0: not quite for them. Ne- uh, next up. We had Eddie Thorpe backstage. He wants to get into the Iron Survivor match. Gulak, Miles Bourne, Charlie Dempsey all up in the mix, too. Um, so we'll see if one of them get an opportunity other things to discuss oh uh, andre chase was outside talking to reporters and jc drove through and uh and told him to clear out and he got in the car and leave so maybe jc is involved in some way because it feels like she's being a little too nice here um and then a little bit more on the iron survivor challenge and the main event match was corbin versus wesley with we which we discussed and corbin picked up really good
2: match too really good match.
0: corbin's done a good job down here too yeah They've made him interesting, and he's helped elevate some of these other guys. And he's not had to go over all the time or lose all the time. I think they've done a good job with that. With Corbin, let's move to our final part of the segment. AEW. We'll talk Are some you dynamite.
2: Watching full gear this weekend. Man,
0: know? it's in, it's in LA. I won't be there live, but it's on Saturday. And I will say it. Just kind of as we talk about the, we can run through the card and, and talk about how some of those things happened on um, on Dynamite. MJF versus Jay White Feels fine I actually think the mate like the match That they've built up the best on this Has been Paige versus Swerve Hangman I think over the last few weeks Hangman has finally seemed sort of like a guy That has some fire Has some passion He got his promo and uh, He was talking about Prince Nana How he just like Uh he, he earns money off of Swerve and then he goes out to the parking lot and buys weed from a high school kid. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. And then I actually liked what Paige did because they made an agreement that Paige and Swerve couldn't touch each other, no physical contact, or they You're would gonna both be suspended for the, for the rest of the, rest of the year. Keto and, and no match. <laughs> so what did Paige do? He went after Prince Nana. Nana. Yeah. Which is oh, that was smart. And so, really good. He got a baby face looking smart. I, you know what? I give a lot of critique and I will again give critique to some things coming up, but I wanted to get some positive out of the way first because I think they've done a great job with that match. My only concern is that match feels like it should be whoever wins that moves on and gets a shot for Number the title. Contender. Yeah. But, but like if you with MJF, they've got him set up still with like Samoa Joe, they've got yeah. Wardlow already teasing stuff with him. Who knows what Adam Cole's diagnosis Is whatever's going on with this devil So well
2: yeah I think I think Cole strong and The kingdom are probably the devil The devil. Me too one. yeah that's something but Do you think we need a Texas death match For hangman and swerve This is good a good it's, enough heat for that Because
0: I think you- I think we're going to get one more from these guys I, okay. The way it just sort of feels to me Because I, I could see so this, this being not a one and done. Yeah I think Page okay. gets the win here and then I think we can get – because Swerve beat him when they wrestled last time, right? And then this is our rematch, and I think we'll get the third one that I could see going either way. But I think you'll get Paige – he can't just lose a, this match after being home invaded, can he? You know what I mean? Like, the guy <laughs> invaded your home. you got to get some of the heat back. The problem is I don't want Swerve really losing. But I, but if, if these guys are going to have another match and if Swerve eventually can – can be the one to win and move on I'm I'm okay with that Um Let's see MJF Versus the guns for the ring of honor World tag team championship So <sighs> He doesn't need to still have these belts No like,
2: I just don't get it,
0: it I, To yeah. like if, if Samoa Joe Shows up and is now On his team To wrestle for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. After Samoa Joe <laughs> threw the TV Championship just down. Because he didn't want... That would make me laugh so hard. Because it would make absolutely no sense. I, I don't know... I, I, it just feels like you're trying to do a little too much with MJF right now. I think you've got plenty of contenders for him in the world title picture. It still feels like this is a the thing they want to keep rolling until Adam Cole comes back. So Again, it's,
2: all a, it's a pre show match, too, but right?
0: It, but it's pre show. And so you're going to, are you going to have Samoa Joe out here on the pre show? I don't know. But it, it makes the most sense for MJF to lose and to get yes. hit. Yeah. If he just wrestles two on one, he doesn't even ask anyone to come out. They screw him over. Maybe Jay White's even out there or Juice. And it's like four on one and he gets screwed over and he loses. I think that should happen. And then later in the night, he can still win because I don't think Jay White's the guy to beat him and they're setting up a lot of other things for him. But I, I don't know, man. I, I watch these things and I think MJF does a good job at being a baby face. He does all the things that a baby face is supposed to do, but is, is that the best use of him? You know, like is it is he best used like this babyface guy, or was he better as the the big smarmy heel? And you you know you set up contenders for him. I feel like he was like hotter and more intriguing as the heel.
2: Yeah, and I don't think the addition of whether Cole was hurt or not, or, or I, I don't think the addition of Ring of Honor, the tag team championship, has helped him one bit. Matter of fact, I think it's been the opposite effect. I don't think people give a crap that, now it may be more intriguing here if he loses because it's, he's got another match later on. That's the only intriguing part, but I'm just, you know, later on, and I, I just don't like champions losing, and we saw two champions lose in a tag match Wednesday night. I, I just, I don't like it, and, but if this is a way to get the, the this Silly Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship Off of him do it because Ring of Honor has done absolutely Nothing for me I I don't even They're taping Ring of Honor Shows and and You know We have no idea
0: the stories we don't know anything that's going on There there at all all. all
2: Until they're on AEW Dynamite
0: And Quickly Off the top of your head do you know who the, the AEW Tag Team Champions are
2: Absolutely not I don't
0: well well, MJF right No he's a ring of honor tag team champion oh, This is what I'm saying Oh yeah so no, the, the AEW tag team champions Are Ricky Starks and Big Bill I have no I had no idea I, I don't think a lot of people do Because everything that they do Is on collision And, and oh, collision is getting okay. half Of the viewers that Dynamite is getting So here's what I don't understand You know like like, that that was an example right there of a, a problem that, that I have is that I don't think a lot of people knew that. And what's crazy is, like, you've got the Bucks and FTR and Lucha Brothers and, like, all these great teams you had you claimed, acclaimed. And I like Starks, and I have no problem with Big Bill. It's just they're off on Saturday nights, and you don't see them at all. And so we're actually – we have a four-way tag team title match, Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus – uh, Rouche and Dralistico versus FTR versus Malachi Black and Brody King. It, it that was like we've had no build up for that on on Dynamite whatsoever, none, absolutely none. I, that's, I, I'm puzzled. <laughs> none. I don't know why you why you would even do that. How, how about this? Um, we've got did did they say the name Adam Copeland on Dynamite last night? Ooh. We didn't we see him
2: Well right? I can tell you this He's definitely in a match I have zero interest in
0: But like we So this guy's been on This was a huge signing And again It's like they've got They they, they have to have something on collision Right and, I, and I'm saying this If I'm Tony Khan like I need a reason for people to tune into that show We thought we were going to build the show around CM Punk He's not there And now we're down into 400,000 300,000 We need there to be reasons for people to tune in over there. But the thing is, they're not even using Dynamite to promote that. Like, they're not saying – they've never told us we're going to see Adam Copeland every Saturday night on Collision. And you'll see him sometimes on Dynamite, but every Saturday you're going to see him on Collision or Brian Danielson. They've never really told us that. It's like they want us to know that, and they just figure we're going to assume that if we don't see him here, we're going to see him on Saturday. I think a lot of people aren't, well, obviously, a lot of people aren't watching that show. Or, Chad, we forget. There's a million wrestling shows going on. There's a million sports going on right now. You've got college football, NFL, basketball just started. NHL is going on. You know, you've got all of these different wrestling shows. You've got good TV shows on all these streaming services. Remind us. Let us know what's happening. They don't want to do that. And... Man, like we're going to have
2: but Sting? We, we we've got a massive we've got a massive signing virtually
0: I was going to ask you just about that. Virtually
2: respected. Virtually respected by the wrestling
0: world. And do you think that the way he worded that? I don't think it's somebody big because of how he worded that. Uh, who do you th- uh, I know we're
2: jumping around but it popped no, up. Please. Who do you think? Yeah, you, no, who please. do you
0: think it? Who do you So like of? I don't think it's like a Sasha. I okay. don't think it's like a Will Ospreay. Those are the two that I've heard I think he would make a bigger deal out of those. The way that he makes a big deal out of it, because like Sasha and Will Ospreay, those aren't people that are just respected by AEW fans. So no, no, no Goldberg, huh? I don't think so either. Like, I think this is a smaller signing because the way he it's like he played it safe with his is a great wrestler and a pro and respected by AEW fans like, hmm. That makes me think it's like, it's some, it's somebody like it's not this person, but it would be somebody like a Christopher Daniels, ah, you know, someone like that right. who's been like a respected veteran for a while in the industry, like that's not necessarily a main eventer. It's gonna be I'm a letdown, you know. Yes, that right. That's why I think it because he he always goes the opposite way. So if Tony's kind of bringing it down a little bit. I don't think it's that huge And maybe I'm wrong But I feel like he would have Made a big deal about a Sasha Or a Will Ospreay Someone like that So I mean, makes- wait
2: a minute I, I, And I'm going back to something you just said I don't remember Adam Copeland Being on the show Wednesday night
0: No he wasn't Not, not, once, not one bit He wasn't even mentioned They didn't even say his name oh, At all He's been there for one month They don't even mention him at all He's going to have stuff on Saturday or Friday Because they have to move collision to Friday now This week because the pay-per-view is on Saturday So they're going to have Three hours on Friday it's rampage And then collision back to back And um, going up against Smackdown And so that's Where they're going to try to you know Promote the, the rest of their pay-per-view Again they're trying to sell this pay-per-view We don't even know a lot of these A lot of the people watching Dynamite Don't know about the tag team championship match we didn't hear anything about Sting, Darby, Copeland versus Christian, Luchasaurus, and Nick Fle- and Nick Wayne. Why didn't we have a promo segment to build that matchup? That's true. Well, the you got like big stars there. You can't have Christian or Edge cutting or Copeland cutting promos if you don't want them wrestling. I don't. I don't understand why they don't use their biggest show to set up other everything else. It's bizarre they've always done this Like They try to set things up on YouTube shows and not Tell us about it and just expect that Everyone was one of the 102,000 people watching Some of those things you know it, It's just not the case and I'm frustrated as a Fan of this product going Into the pay-per-view again where It feels like there were Two matches built up well on this show You know three maybe yeah. of The nine I'll give them MJF Jay White Because they've been doing that for a while Jay sure. stole the title Maybe I don't think Jay's going to win But they've at least put time and build into that They've built up the So Cassidy Moxley, Page. right? Yeah, Cassidy Moxley, they built that up They built Page and Swerve well We talked about that, those ones And, um, and then the Golden Jets You know what? I like this version of the Young Bucks a lot better I yeah. like them as I do a, like
2: Kenny going in there and saying Hey dude, what's, what's going on here?
0: You're know. doing this in your hometown in LA. You're, you know, you're cheating. And so I actually like the the young bucks just always, to me, in AEW felt like a team with no personality. No, they were just or like, direction. none. At least here, they're like shit talking, you know, and they're, they're like really puffing their chests out. So I, I'm fine with that. It just, what's weird about this is on social media, I don't know if you saw somebody asked or made a comment to the young bucks about, Why this match was stupid And the the Young Bucks replied Well it was this or we weren't on the show It's like oh That seems a little bit weird You know to For like your EVPs Or once EVPs to be saying that Almost like they're a little bitter That they didn't want this to happen either Um, But you know I want to give a little plug Jericho wrestled a match in Japan Over the weekend against uh, Takeshita He beats Takeshta, he comes over here, he's in this match, and then he's in a tag team title match this weekend. So, dude, for a guy who has no need to do all of those types of things at this point of his career, (laughs) that's in one week he's going to have three pretty high profile matches at different places around the world just because he still likes this because he wants to help get people over because he knows that he can still go a little like the match he had against Takeshto was like really good and like hard hitting. And it wasn't a gimme match either. This match uh, when he was in this big brawl on Wednesday, poor Paul White. Did you notice how they didn't even oh, have walked down yeah. to the ring? They didn't yeah, even let him walk down from <clears throat> they had yeah. to stay up at the entrance. They had the guys come up there. It's like, do you you need Paul White to go through the equipment and stuff too? That poor guy doesn't need to be doing that either. No, that wasn't good for I'm, I'm sure. he no, it's too.
2: like a, it's like a being a circus sideshow. There, it, I know. It's like the it, it's you're at the end of your career and you're you're you know a circus freak. I,
0: I just didn't like that. I mean, it, it, that felt like the wrestler, <clears throat> the kind of no. stuff, the movie. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like you're, yes. you're yes. way out there. Old you're like a sideshow gimmick now. Carnival was was spot on, you're right It was like, hey, look at the big man over here Let's see the big man fall Spider-woman, yeah, Yeah,
2: I don't like that
0: Poor. You you did feel bad for him Just watching it, I I did Um, the So yeah, Sting, Darby And Copeland versus Cage, Luchasaurus And Nick Wayne We started to build this up a couple (laughs) weeks ago on TV And then we haven't done anything more On Dynamite since It's like, oh, this will be over on Collision Um you you mentioned Cassidy Moxley this one's a little weird to me because i'll give them the benefit of the doubt moxley got hurt and it sort of changed the way they had to book probably i think what they had planned with them initially they put that to put the belt on phoenix and then it came back to cassidy and now they're going to pivot back to cassidy and moxley it should be a pretty good match though and like i did like the way they had m- kind of Moxley no sell the punch. So going into <laughs> this match, you're wondering like, damn, Orange Cassidy's finishing move did nothing to this guy. What does he I like that? I think the right way to go here is for Orange Cassidy to get a really big win over over Moxley. I don't know if it like I don't know if Moxley needs this. Yeah, right? he
2: needs this championship. No. Yeah. I think to to sell Orange Cassidy as a major, major player again, he needs this win.
0: I agree. We have uh, Sheeta versus Timeless Tony Storm. <laughs> and They did a good a – good, was that uh, Mariah May? Is that, that's her name, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, that's her. She's playing the fan of Tony Storm, and they they found something. They caught lightning in a bottle here, and this may not last for a year or two years. This might be something you can do for a month or two months. You go with it. You put the title on Tony – you can have a bunch, and it's 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 mainly comes down to just you can do so much more with Tony than you can with Sheeta, right? From a character standpoint, from the fact that Sheeta, ha- like I think, with a lot of the international superstars, have a tougher time cutting the promos. Sheeta, they always do this. They'll give her the belt. She'll have a good match or a couple good matches, and then what do you do next with her? What kind of character can you build, or can you do things? Outside of the ring that get us interested in her Inside the ring and with Tony Man they could do these segments for a while They have stuff with Mariah they've got stuff With RJ and with Luther they can do So I think you have to put the belt On Tony here and and run with this And and make the best of this as long As you can
2: uh, The match should be It's definitely is it more intriguing To you this match or the triple threat uh, With Statlander Hart and Sky Blue
0: I'd say this match mainly just because Of, of Tony in it um I think they've done fine with Sky Blue and with Ju- Julia Hart I think should win that match. So you think, think she's going to be new champion? I think she should uh, I think okay. they can have her win that match and she's been someone that's been intriguing. I think she's been much improved and I'm I'm actually I'm happy to see two women's title matches on the show. Sure. And you don't you're not even having like there's no Brit, there's no um uh, Soreya on the show, you know any of those women like some of your more like major major stars in the division. Um, again, though, like with Statlander, if you're not watching Dynamite, you're just not seeing her. No, she's no. never on Dynamite. No, and I don't think they realize how uneven it, it it feels because it's not like Raw and SmackDown where you have two separate rosters.
2: I'm just not. Anxiously awaiting every Wednesday night
0: now. No, no, for a while I was. I it's, couldn't it's wait. diluted, it's diluted Wednesday with what yeah. they've done. And w- this was the problem that WCW had. Eric Bischoff talks about it all the time. They wanted three hours on Thursday for Thunder. And then what do you do? You got to start using some creative there. And then you start putting some of your other stars over there <laughs> so it doesn't make your storylines as 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 important. And then fans don't feel as much like they need to watch it when you have so much. Oh, you know, I can watch Friday or Saturday. I'll I'll pick back up. Or oh, I, I think that's kind of been the attitude recently with a lot of fans. And I, you go through this card, and sure, on paper the card should be good. We went through the entire card of matches for the the pay per view. But what what is that match that you're just? Oh my gosh, that's going to be incredible. I mean, maybe maybe Hangman Swerve with. With what's going on like I'm the most excited I think for that match but We don't have a Danielson here He's banged up we don't have Cole He's banged up we don't have a Kenny Omega Singles match he's banged up They still have the storyline with the Devil to play out we'll see What happens there um I don't think This I, I Last week's Dynamite wasn't very good This week's was a little bit better it was fine Um there were positives negatives Things throughout but I don't think this pay-per-view is going to get a monster buy. I just don't no. feel like a lot of buzz no. going into it, you know? And I I mean it does, it, Jay White's been fine The bull, like the Bullet Club's been fine but I don't think he's connected as well as he connected in New Japan and I think some of it has to do with the way that he was presented at the very beginning, more kind of like a comedy act than a real serious guy and it's it's carried over, so I'll you know, I'll tune into the pay-per-view, Koopa Loop, we'll see how it goes. I think like most of these pay-per-views, once you get there and the bell rings, the in-ring work is always really good, but it makes me care less going in and it makes me less invested in the matches as I watch them. And so I I I think if you're like you're like in a relationship with someone and it's been a few years and you're still trying to Get them to change certain things and they won't. You just have to understand that it's not gonna happen. And this is just <laughs> this is just Tony Khan. He doesn't like honestly, he doesn't really care about the build-up to pay-per-views as much as no. what the matches look like on paper. That that's equally as it's basically what he does is basically what I used to do when I was a 3 like 4-year-old kid and I would go to Super Duper Video to rent my movies to I would go to rent my old wrestling movies you know I'd go to the the old section of sports and I'd be able to and and I always would look for the mat for the the shows that would have the most matches on them as a kid cuz I would be like oh my gosh this one's got 12 matches cool you know and I would love it and my favorite Always was Wrestlemania 4 Because it was the two tapes together For the tournament You had to open it up in the middle And you could see all of the tournament matches You know they're all three minute matches And most of them are terrible right But, (laughs) But I would get such a kick out of like Oh my God, Mom! There's oh. 13 matches on this. Car. Super like, oh, spectacular great. cars, you know. Like I give a shit about them. How many <laughs> matches there are on WrestleMania Four, you know? But my mom was like, "Oh, sure, son. I'm so happy for you." You know, well, great. That's, totally- That's what it feels like with him. Because yeah. you look down and it's like, oh, cool. You threw together, like there's a match with Sting and Darby Allin and Edge and Christian. Dude, that match. I'm sorry. I know that match isn't for it. Ed- That match should have been built up like it was a huge deal. Right now, yeah, that should be a huge deal. That match should have been one of the go home segments on Dynamite. The build up, I agree. Yeah, it's a big. You've got some of your big, your biggest stars. The people know the most are Copeland and Sting, and you're not using them to get over your other, the rest of your roster. I, I like the way the the use of it is. Right, you're not having them just. Oh these like in TNA Old WWE guy comes in and he just squashes Everyone you know they're not doing that That's good so Use Edge use Copeland Use Christian to get Darby over And Sting yeah. to get Darby over And to get some of these other guys More shine I, They think that collision I don't know it's like Man I pretty soon I feel like they gotta. they gotta take a real long Look at it and say Oh they will in 2024 we that's for have sure. After Scrap Collision, yeah. We go with like an we go with one more show that maybe they do a 2-hour Friday show instead of Collision and they make Rampage a little bit longer. The three shows no shot. None shot. I it think it
2: doesn't it doesn't add anything, you know, any
0: and, added value for AEW. And and what they and all honestly what they need to do is if it's going to be that way like you got to make it seem like that Wednesday is your A show and that Friday is your B show. And that's fine. Like, just have your big stars, your bigger stars out on Wednesday every week, your main storylines. The other one can be like more like NXT. And then you can have people have to like move up from Friday to Wednesday or like like they did with their other shows. But they've got three different shows now. You get confused on what's happening where. Some are taped, some are live. They tried to do too much, and now there's a tournament coming up. They introduced a tournament with Brian Danielson as the first competitor, and he he's in the back and he's got an eye patch on. Like he's, <laughs> he's like, well, I'll be ready to go when the time this tournament starts. Um, I I, I don't know. Positives, negatives. Like always with AEW, I think yeah. some of the, the, the thing is sometimes they can't get out of their own way. And, uh, I think a few small tweaks would make things a lot better, but we'll talk about the pay-per-view all, uh, a lot of stuff out in LA this weekend. I won't be there live, but we will be watching coop a loop college football season's winding down. My friend, I didn't man. really, do you have, wow. you have any games that you got this weekend that you like? Yeah, there's a couple, you're packed you're uh, your pack 12
2: on fire, man, um, but,
0: Big, big year this year for the final year of the Pac-12, like some legitimately good football teams in the mix.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jumpstart Arizona has been reeling off a bunch of wins. Um, they're at home They should have
0: beat USC, and they mm-hmm. should have beat Washington both this year, too. They did.
2: They should have. And uh, we've got a low spread here. Minus one and a half at home against Utah. Uh, The Utes have just been rough and tough. Uh, It seems like they've been there, been done that, and they kind of steal some games at the end and always find their way into the Rose Bowl here. Uh, Some interesting against the spread stats here. Arizona has a big one next week. Not that they're all big, but they have a big one with Arizona State, their arch rival next week. Um, Before the last seven games before Arizona State, Arizona is 0-7 against the spread. Utah is 6-0, the last six in this series, 5-1 against the spread. And Arizona is 3-12 against the spread in their last home game of the season when they come off of a win, and they did. All signs point Utah here. I know it's a low spread, but I'm going to take the Oots here, plus one and a half. Let's go to the Big Ten. Last week, I was on Ohio State with a big number. They covered this week. I'm going opposite here. I'm going to take Minnesota and the 27-and-a-half. Minnie's 9-and-1 against the spread when coming off back-to-back losses. Their coach, uh, Fleck, 5-and-0 against the spread as a road dog of 25 or more. And I like this one. They are 4-and-0 against the spread as a double-digit dog versus an undefeated team. So I'm going to jump on Minnesota plus 27-and-a-half. Last one in college, Gino. You got a big one in Rocky Top, Georgia at Tennessee. Tennessee's getting ten and a half points at home. Rocky Top in their last eight home games 8 no against the spread. How about Georgia? One and six against the spread when coming off a double digit win. Georgia mm-hmm. one and four against the spread in their last conference road five conference road games. And how about this one for a kicker? The defending national champions are 26-40 and one as road favorites against the team with a win percentage of 700 or more, including 0-6 against the spread versus teams coming off back-to-back losses. I'm taking Tennessee plus 10 and a half here. And I've got two quick NFL games for you, Gino,
0: please give them to the me. The
2: Houston Texans. Uh, look, you talk about crapping horseshoes here. They should have lost to Tampa Bay. They should have lost to Cincinnati. And now they come back home. They're in the playoff hunt. They're given Arizona five and a half. I saw a stat since 1981, a total of 43 teams, that managed to win four games in one season, four or less in one season, the next season made it to the playoffs, okay? Only 43. The Texans are in in that zone here. But you know what? Kyler Murray's back. They look fantastic. If you like points, the over may be the way to go here. But you know what? I like the Arizona Cardinals here. It's too much. It hey, look, five and one against the spread, against the AFC South. The Texans one and five against the spread before hosting a home conference game. They've got a big one next week at home against Jacksonville.
0: Huge. That should that's like because they've already beat Jacksonville. They win that game. That's right. an So that this is a
2: lot a, more important than this one. You're and you're this is too much.
0: That, yeah, this it, is too too well, much, the or,
2: Texans don't play defense. They they lose like, But you know what, you know, I don't want the points. I don't need the points. I am not taking the points. Morning line, give me straight up the money line here. Arizona Cardinals to beat Houston, and I'm going to
0: go out to we got your plus neck like, like one ninety something like I that. I love it.
2: I got it at yeah. one ninety five. I love it. And I'm going to your neck of the woods. I'm going out to L A. The Ra- Seattle and the Rams here. How Seattle is doing what they're doing is beyond me. I don't care if Stafford plays this weekend or not. The Rams are plus one and a half at home this weekend against Seattle. The Rams are nine and one against the spread in the last 10 games in this series alone, including five and zero oh against the spread when Seattle wins straight up back to back games, the Hawks, 3-8 against the spread in the last 11 division road games, including 0-3 against the sp- spread as the favorite. You want the clincher? I'll give you the clincher. The Rams are 4-0 against the spread as an underdog with a week of rest. They are off last week. I don't need Stafford this week. I'm going to take the Rams plus one. I'm going to take them on the money line, too. It's probably about the same so give me the Arizona Cardinals straight up and give me the the Lambs of Los Angeles
0: Look at one. that. I like I like both those plays. I actually have both of those plays as mine that I'm I'm uh be talking about too. So you and I are on the same page this weekend. Honestly, for the Texans too, it just feels like they are at their peak value point where yes. everybody's talking about them. CJ and I Stroud, think they're
2: overvalued 100%. in this spot right here.
0: It feels like it's probably like two points too high. It feels yes. like it should be yes. three and a half like just around three to make you think about if it's three, three and a half, which way would you go five, five and a half. That's just way too much. That's way too much. The total in
2: this game is shot up. It opened at like 46. It's like 48, 49 now. So there's going to be some points scored in this game. And I, and, and, and look, the Texans haven't stopped anybody. They played. They just got lucky the last two weeks. They did. They got lucky. They, they, they they should be 0-2 their last two weeks, but I love this spot for the Cardinals. That's why I'm I'm money lining them here.
0: Yeah. I think uh, Kyler Murray's healthy too. Well, because w- and what's continuing to happen is for a little while, the Cardinals are they're going to be valued based on the team that played most of this year. And the yeah. team that played most of this year wasn't Kyler Murray or James no. Connor. James Connor is another one. Week. Yeah, he's another one who you forget me. about. Now he's going to have his second start back where he's going to have a little bit of the rush shaken off. They should be sure. able to run the ball here a little bit more too. So, like, I think this ends up being a close game, like a field goal game either way, and you're just getting too much with Arizona here. And you pointed that out with the Rams. I think they're going to – they they match up really well with Seattle. It's one of those things where in the division, yeah, they gets owned by Shanahan – but he matches up really well with Pete Carroll in Seattle. All, it's really it's,
2: weird how that works out. It is. Some teams can look bad one week and the next I week know. they play somebody in the division and beat them or lose a close game. This it's is a matchup, right? They know it's, that. They know the
0: schemes. Coaches know yeah. each other. We we see it with the uh, uh, the, the Browns defensive coordinator Every time he plays Shanahan He dominates Shanahan sure. And Shanahan doesn't get dominated all that much It's just sometimes you know what to do That seems to be the case I like the Rams this weekend also So uh, we're on the same boat in a couple plays there Good luck to you in your college and your NFL plays Koopaloop my man Will be following you at the Chad Cooper On Twitter and on Instagram And I gotta say it was about this time Chad And I think it was Twelve years ago, right around this time when you and I first met, <laughs> yeah, was, this was right around uh, the jackpot. belt
2: the jackpot,
0: yeah, because it was right after the Breeders' Cup. So I think it was like about a week or so. It was the week I think before Thanksgiving or right after, depending on some of the years. And that was the first time we ever said hello. And man, who was the been,
2: horse that won it that year? The jackpot. Do you remember?
0: There were. I'm. I'm trying to think. Ah, oh, man. Let's see. 2010 I know one of the years Like Mr. Z was the big horse There was a yeah. big one from O'Neill that was named No more who was yeah. another one Um I know uh There was the the horse that Breen had that was really good that one Oh Kelly Breen was that yeah. a, the New York Bread horse yes yeah. yes Um that won one of them too so Man it's mow it something
2: something. Somethin'.
0: Yeah and I was I because I just Saw Delta run in the internet and I saw some of The, the stakes races pop up and they reminded Me so uh Man, I gotta say, through the the last decade plus, a lot of time chatting, a lot of hours that you've given me, a lot of time talking some races on TVG, talking some wrestling here, some football, college football, all sorts of different things. I love you, brother. Thanks so much for all the help. And uh we'll be following you at the Chad Cooper on Twitter and on Instagram. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Or you I'll know what? Weekend, next week you know, yeah, we'll figure it out. Day. Next week it's Turkey Day, so maybe we go like Tuesday or Wednesday okay. and we just yeah. do some of the WWE stuff and then Let's we'll catch back up with AEW next week. We'll figure it out, but we won't that de- we won't record on Thanksgiving next week. We'll do it earlier in the week for sure. So yeah, I've uh, got
2: a I've got a uh, I've I've I can't tell anybody, but there's gonna be a couple of appearances as myself as the gobbledygooker. Next oh week.
0: wow so, so we can't yeah, yeah I was gonna say <laughs> if you see the gobbledygooker pop up That's You didn't me. hear it here You didn't hear it from Chad here <laughs> Oh I love it because uh, This used to be the holidays In the territory days were always huge because Yeah that absolutely was a Thanksgiving big weekend. Thanksgiving yeah. was a, always a night That before it became football There was usually one Thanksgiving day football game In the day Yeah, yeah. And then at night Everybody that was with their families They would go to the wrestling show Absolutely everyone Houston wrestling had a big one yeah, they, wrestling lot of places used to have a did. big one. It was it was always that night, and then right around Christmas, the days because they would know you'd have a lot of people in town, a lot of family in town, and you could have a really big event. And uh, yeah, we'll have some big wrestling events coming up over the next few weeks, and we'll talk about them right here with you on this week in wrestling on That's What G Said podcast. Thanks again to Chad Cooper. Thanks again to all of you for listening. Stay tuned; still a lot more to come on this episode. And that's going to do it for this episode of That's What G Said. A big thank you to Koopa Loop for helping us out with this week in wrestling. Remember, on the next episode, you can go look for it. It should be up right away. We'll have NFL Week 11 game previews with Eric. And Tim Kelly joins me to talk about Loki, Episodes 4, 5, and 6, the second part of Season 2, which is now finished up. So you'll get NFL... And you'll get the MCU on the next episode, which is also out right now. I just had to split it up because uh, I couldn't fit them all on one. Good luck this weekend with everything. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to share the show around with your friends. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend.